because I rely entirely on you to do that. <laughs> no worries. We are recording. <laughs> All right. So speaking of last time we played D&D a good Six four months, months ago. ago. No, it was probably like four. Then 11, 12. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so we began with something that hadn't quite made it to the recording, so who the fuck knows what was happening, but basically you guys all were wrapping up your business in the capital before you decided to join Anastas and their large academic entourage on a trip upon the Baranosa. Uh, definitely not a pirate ship that apparently is not above doing some piratish things, if pressed. Uh, on that ride, dined in some socks. As Duke assisted Anastas with some research, focusing mostly on books that had pictures and less on words. Um, and everyone enjoyed the privileges that came along with membership to the Baranosa Brew Crew. Absolutely. Captain Chambers and his crew delivered our heroes safely to the Eastern Wilds, which is more commonly known as the Creeping Umbra, which is a dense jungle whose canopy leaves the floor of it really no brighter than twilight ever during the day. Uh, so just well enough that even people with dark vision can't see, but dark, <laughs> or can see, but dark. Uh, at the edge of the jungle, y'all met Sven, Odd, and Mer, who are the sole inhabitants of Arek, which is more of a permanent campsite than a town or a village. Uh, from that place, the three of them run an extreme vacations business, renting out boats to customers who tend to come back at a rate of a solid 25%. Uh, Deck took a moment to befriend a young sugar glider who warned him about giant birds that will swoop down and eat your family members. Uh, Sven was also happy to warn the others, including Hardy, and I think it was mostly Hardy and Di, uh, about the many dangers of the general, including crocodiles and other large blizzards. Um, Zook came very close to adopting this baby sugar glider and then decided against it, which was sad because I was like, just let him do it. <laughs> uh, and then, so the group of you rented the three of those boats. You guys talked a little bit about maybe staying, just hanging out with Sven some more, but Anastas was very much against it. Uh, one of these boats is mostly laden with supplies, and then you split up the crew, um, a year crew, not official boat crew. So that about half of you were in the one boat, half of you were in another boat, and the third one is mostly laden down with supplies. Um, each of them is piloted by and steered by two of the individuals that Anasis had hired, um, and one of which did not survive when you were attacked by what was definitely three separate creatures and not a submerged hydra. <laughs> Everyone was completely surprised when it was a Hydra. <laughs> uh, oh. after, some <laughs> after some shenanigans um, where a boat caught fire and Zeke was knocked unconscious, Guy succeeded in frightening away the monster, and then a revived Zeke took his revenge. So you guys killed it, put out the flames, and landed on the uh, shore of or the banks of the river for an evening, pulling up the boats and taking time to repair the one that was damaged by fire, and then take a long rest, which is where we left off. So if you are not long rested, go ahead and long rest. 
Would any of you have taken the last, uh, the early morning um, watch? Zooks likes to take the first one, or the last watch, so the early morning watch. Okay, cool. I think Dai is more of a, a night person, so she would take like the first or second. All right, so Zook, as uh, the sun begins to rise, you can see there's like just one really large beam of light that managed to wake us, make its way through both the upper canopy and the lower canopy. Um, I looked up rainforest today in case to this actually four parts of a canopy in a rainforest. Um, but yeah, so, uh, and after it sort of formed the rocks uh, that made up the riverbank, you see a large crocodile pull itself onto the bank and just kind of rest there and sun itself. Do I know of any, like, uh, meat <laughs> in the storage for the party? Yeah, you know where all the, all the food's stored and, like, where your own rations are. All right, so I'm going to go and try to quietly grab a piece of meat. Not, like, too huge, but, you know, probably about the size of, like, a fist. Uh-huh. So it's, like, a good crocodile snack. So I'm going to steal one of those, and then I'm going to keep an eye on the crocodile. And then if he ever looks like he really wants to like head towards us, I'm going to like shake it by him and then throw it out. So he goes the opposite way. Cause he's like, you know what? That's easy food rather than uh, trying to deal with somebody. Or if we go to leave and he's still just chilling, I want to give it to him anyway for being a nice boy. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he's uh, got a case of the naps. So he's pretty much, you're not entirely sure if you want to get too close to him. But he's not going to be bothering you at all. Oh, but he's if, probably about the size of you. And yeah, not maybe I, a little larger. If I feed him, I'll, I'll give him a lob. I won't, like, try to hand feed him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Um, everyone kind of begins to wake up. It's... Uh, I think I had actually had notes on this. What am I looking for? Uh, yeah, so even though it's decently well into the morning, like at this point, eight, nine-ish, uh, everyone kind of finds themselves, except for those who are on the last watch, sleeping in later doing to kind of how the denseness of the forest makes it seem as if the sun never really fully rises. Um, so everyone wakes up. And is there anything you want to do before we push the boats out into the river and go on on our journey? Was there, um, last time at the end, I think we were talking about uh, salvaging the boat that burned and <laughs> sunk into the river? Oh, uh, it didn't sink. You, I thought it, you oh, we were able to pull we it out. To, yeah. We to, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a, it's still, it's still workable. Okay. Um, um those of you who those who are magically inclined and able did some mending on it and it's it's river worthy um cool well uh die is just gonna you know pack up their stuff and head back to the fun boat <laughs> away from anastas <laughs> the fun boat are y'all splitting up the same way you normally do sure <laughs> sure 
okay, so we have Deck, um, Die, and Hardy on one boat. We have Zook, Anastas, and um, uh, Elena on the other. Elena's, remember, his graduate research assistant. Mm-hmm. And then sort of um, the crew kind of goes two and two, the uh, laborers that were hired. And um, on the burnt boat, you know, his undergraduate research assistant trying to get sent over to that one thing out. And so you all kind of take off down the river. Um, is anyone going to try to steer their own boat or help the uh, laborers who are on their boats? Um, try to assist them? How much coverage is there over like the river part we're on? It like, doesn't seem very really much different than the jungle itself. Okay, so it's like super covered. Okay. Um, is there anything that I can like, for lack of a better word, perch on on like a height to have a little bit of better perspective so I could keep an eye out since we got attacked the other day? Uh, you could scout ahead flying just below the lower canopy. It would have you a good... 30, 40 feet above the water itself. Okay. Or yeah, you could I, try to like get through the lower canopy, which is less dense than the upper canopy, and um, see what you can see. Or you could go all the way up and see what you can see. You'll I have think, to do some acrobatics to get through it, but you could do it if you wanted to. I think I'll try to stay at like 35 feet. So like below the lower canopy so I could walk just the water. Cause I'm more worried about like um, my friends getting attacked by the water. Cause it happened the other day. And then if like anything like that's flying comes to attack, it's going to attack me first. And that's kind of like our best option anyway. <laughs> Okie dokie. Roll a perception check. Alrighty. Perception. PS4 perception. I got a six. Oh, it looks great. Everything looks awesome. At one point, you see this large fish kind of jump out of the water. Not like large as in abnormally sized, but, you know, a big old fish jumps out of the water and grabs a bird out of midair, small bird, and splashes back in. All right. That's, uh, I'll kind of make like little four run routes every once in a while then every once in a while i'll come back and rest and like read a book with the gnostics cool uh, earlier yeah. our, our trip i want to talk to deke all right yeah. like deke um you got your bell rung pretty hard yesterday how are you feeling tired i just gotta relax i think uh <clears throat> he finds deck on a uh, hammock on the boat. You constructed your own habit. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I'm worried that I might have a concussion. Everything from last night feels fuzzy and far away. Um, so if I knew if I felt this bad, I worry how you feel. I think I'll be okay. I just need some rest. We last uh, not used to fighting big monsters like that. I'm usually running around the city picking people's pockets. Not uh, fighting giant monsters. 
Hardy, you're a little more experienced in the fighting monsters business. Any idea what the hell that was? I, uh, in all my time, I've not really been in a place like this. Roll me a history or um, nature check if you'd like to as well, already on that question. Uh, yeah, that's a fat one. <laughs> yeah, no clue. Mm-hmm. I I'm used to standard forest fare. I'm used to wolves, bears. You know, you might get occasional exotic things, but this is a little bit outside of my knowledge base. Yeah, the biggest thing in any uh water body bodies of water near you is like a trout <laughs> back home yeah we did, we definitely didn't have monsters like this back in crestfall well i guess we are on a proper adventure then <laughs> i i'm i'm expanding my knowledge every day of what this world holds so far hopefully we don't find too many more of those they don't know how much we can take. Well, I'm also a little worried because we didn't kill it. I, I, I'm terrified that no, it No, Zook be... ended up killing it, didn't he? Zook, yeah. Oh, that's killed right. It. He went after it and killed it. That's fair. Well, I hope it stays dead. <laughs> Who knows? I, I didn't like how when we killed one head, two heads popped up back in its place. That yeah, was... that was the worst part. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> zero out of zero, zero would not recommend. It felt, it felt like we were making the opposite of progress. It felt like every step forward we took was five steps backwards. Yes, that was definitely a first. I don't think I've ever had to kill someone, but I've seen people die. And usually when you cut off their head, they die. I'm very suspicious of head cutting off now. It's, 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 it's a weakness for most people, I feel. Um, <laughs> but that's, you know, that was some pretty high drama. A high, in fact, I'll call that creature a high drama. <laughs> and this has been your, I guess, six month reminder of why do we play with this guy? <laughs> I love, I, I just, I just have this feeling in my heart too that that was like the whole reason. Like, you're like, who can I talk? so i can get to the point <laughs> actually no I, I i literally came i actually came up with that in my head about thir- uh not even 30 like five seconds before i said it. i was so proud of myself in that moment too that was so good it <laughs> was it was good i just had to walk off to who i am as a human being Any, anyway um die is going to uh just keep a close eye on the water today all right do you want to roll yeah. If anyone on your boat wants to roll a perception, or two of you Absolutely. want to roll it, or one person with advantage, uh, you guys can decide between yourselves what's nearby versus what uh, Zook can see coming down the line. You know, I got an 18. 18. I got a non natural 20. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Uh, yeah, so everything looks clear, but you see a bit of the usual, what you'd expect, uh, sort of flora and fauna for a wild environment. Um, maybe the fauna is a little less 
but it's not like you're making a lot of noise as you're going through. The river is pretty wide, so if you're just speaking at a regular voice, uh, not much really um, gets over to the banks. And of course, like those boats are pretty silent. They're just big old flat boats um, that make their way down the river. Uh, Zook, is anything anything going on over on your boat? Um, I'll probably like jump over to their boat once every once in a while, see what's <clears> going on. But uh, it's mostly Zook's been trying to get Anastas to like help him read, so he could kind of read. Aww. So he can associate with the pictures that he's looking. Roll me a red general intelligence check. Alrighty. Oops. I got a 17 on the die for a 16. <laughs> 16. All right. You're doing pretty good. Um, you were somewhat familiar with letters when you started. You weren't like completely illiterate. But um, so like if somebody told you like, look for a sign that a uh, road that starts with A, you'd be able to figure that out. Um, but the way that Anastas is showing you, uh, helping you with reading and sort of sounding things out, um, yeah, you're doing pretty well. Uh, I would say you're like solid kindergartner. Well, I can do for as far as character backstory, he does make maps, so he's can yeah he can he can copy because he does the he calligraphy copy, too yeah. so he can copy words he yeah knows, but you're but like understanding yeah. yeah like monosyllabic words <laughs> yeah and i figure like you'll speak with people and like ask what the areas are and what they're called and they'll give you like for example go to like i don't know close to city hall or closest place of learning and they'll give you like a list of what's what and instructions on what goes where and you're just practicing enough in it that you can usually do well. Maybe every once in a while it's a mistake, but all cartographers make mistakes every once in a while. <laughs> but yeah, you are feeling a lot better. Um, you now know that the dog likes to run. Um, you can identify a few of the local birds. Do you see one of the uh, books that you were looking at? Um, you know about what size they are but some of the other words on it you know very zoological they're they're a bit harder av av avian close pretty close connor are you trying to learn how to read or is that are you at your bar mitzvah like it sounds <laughs> very, very very similar nas is like avian like you know you while Zook is uh, learning to read, I think. He's on the other boat. Yeah, well, while he's doing that, I'll see him. I'll be looking at the water and trying to catch fish using bone with. Mm. <laughs> Roll me an attack ball. Just roll a d20 um, and add your spell attack modifier. Which is for you. Plus seven. Seven. God, you guys are powerful. 
<laughs> We're beefy now. <laughs> Not beefy enough for a hydro. Uh, 11. 11. Um, you see some of like the bigger shadows going through the water and you try to get at those. You're not able to get anything that like was super exciting, but you do toss out a couple of, uh, all right, so you kind of spear it with your thorn whip and the, it comes out of the water and you're able to take small like fish about five inches, six inches. Got yeah. some fish for dinner, snacks. Cool. And maybe for Osgood if you want any. So you guys start to make yourself lunch as you're going down the river. Um, Osgood kind of pecks at a whole fish that he's, you offered him a bit and he's decided it's his fish uh, and nobody <laughs> wants to challenge him on it. Nope. <laughs> Got plenty of rations. Uh, yeah, so uh, you have lunch, you pass some more time down the river. Um, about how often, Zook, are you getting up and flying alongside your reading lessons? I figure Anastas probably has him do it every time he gets too antsy to like actually sit and like comprehend. <laughs> so every 20 minutes, okay. Yeah, so every about 30, 35 minutes. <laughs> We'll do like right. a little bit of a shenanigan. This time, I think I'll go visit the other boat because it looks like they're eating some lunch. Yeah, and you've had lunch pulled out on yours, but there's, it's like, you can tell that smells something cooking. It's warm. Yeah, I see it's that a little like more intriguing. Put together a little like fire pot and made some food and we're just like having like cold rations. I'm like, um, hopefully this now more scaly monster thing so i'm gonna go check on the back boat and then just fly over <laughs> <laughs> so you all have lunch together anyone wants to discuss anything over lunch y'all good so um <laughs> anybody get any hydra parts or you said high drama parts uh, high drama that's what i'm calling high it drama. <laughs> some pretty high it. drama <laughs> oh yeah chris take an inspiration for that Oh, yeah, I forgot about inspiration. Um, I don't think we got anything from the hydra because it was kind of away from the boat once you killed We kind of did it. Yeah, it was away from the boat, but if you guys had wanted to spend like a few hours trying to like dive and get pieces of it, you could have. Um, because we kind of ended at that point. Mm, that's what it was. We were thinking about looting. Uh, now, the river is too brackish for dive sensibilities. <laughs> <laughs> I think Zook would have tried to make the dive at least once, and it would depend on how simple it was, whether he would do it again. Um, I can roll me like... a strength save. Save? Yeah. That's uh, 19. 19? All right. So yeah, you're able to dive down uh, once, uh, two or three times. Roll me a, also a constitution save. That is a natural one. <laughs> natural one. So you're able to like dive down and like scrape off some scales and stuff. Um, but you don't really have too much of a, you're 
your lungs aren't really made for swimming. You're an aerocobra. Um, so you basically dive down, like scratch at it a bit, pull some scales off, and then immediately have to resurface three times. Good. At the end, you end up with natural 20, 20 scales. And they're about that big. Could I perhaps try to convince you to let me have one dive because of my bad constitution, but cut off something like a, like a paw that's smaller than like a whole head, just so I have something. If I promise that I'll eat part most of it, <laughs> rather than use it for financial gains. You could ask one of your friends to dive to do- and give them advantage. I, I was it. gonna say I, I would give him a, a help action on that. Like if, if Bazook was trying to dive, uh, I would think Hardy would at least try to. Uh, Get some eyes on the situation too. Hardy finds like a plant along a reed that's hollow on the inside mm. and is able to give it to you. So you're able to rise a little bit during one of your dives, take a breath of fresh air, and then go down the that's like two or three feet and get back to what you're doing to get you know, the chunk of meat that you want. Could I also come up and I'm going to look over to Deck uh-huh. and say, hey, um, I know you do monkeys. I know you've done some other cool animals. Can you do like swimmers? And kind of like slaps his arms. Do you have like a swim, swim speed yet? Because you're printing. Why do you start printing something? Sorry. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not the printing, it's the printer's aligning. Oh, well, it's making noise. <laughs> you're trying to Oh. No, uh, I haven't tried a swim. So, what are your wild shapes stuff? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you if you have, have, when you get a swim speed. I think that might be level four, so you might have it, but. I don't know for sure. I'm trying to find it on this yeah, useless I mean, I, sheet that I pulled up and I it's not. Could. There's like crab, octopus, frog, seahorse. Yeah, at fourth level you get a swim speed, so. And also just at eighth level you got a flying speed too, so you can now wild shape into mm-hmm. teams that fly. Well, he's only level four druid, right? Oh, wait, are you half enough? Um, no, he's six, six druid. Yeah, so yeah. you're not a... You can't fly yet, but you can swim. You can yeah. transform into a beast, so a typical animal that can swim. I think if you... Could you and do you're not a... necessarily restricted to what's like pops up in your wild shapes. Um, if you decide to like get into a fight or get attacked by something... Uh, that well in that shape will kind of pull up what's closest for your stats, but you're not necessarily just completely tied to it. Yeah, I will. I saw a real cool crocodile earlier. I will turn into an octopus and just kind of flop around on the boat (laughs) and try and make my way towards (laughs) Zook. 
That's it. <laughs> he noped a pusses across the bow of the ship towards <laughs> you. <laughs> hey, Deck, I got five gold for you if you get me a bunch of chunks of Hydra. For Eden, is it? I'll nod my head. And kind of like, boop, boops. <laughs> slowly swirl, swirl, make my way to the edge of the boat. Kind of falls off the side into the water. I'm going to try to keep an eye on him, too, so I can make sure he doesn't get attacked trying to do me a favor or anything. So you make your way uh, down. I know. I always do that to myself now, too. It's awful. (laughs) Um, Down to this massive hydra body that's taking up a good amount of the the river behind you guys yesterday. (laughs) Remember, flashback. But so what do you do with it? How do you as an octopus get chunks of this hydra back up one apart from the hydra and two back up to Zook? Oh, I guess I've got eight legs. So I've got like latched two or three legs onto the parts I need and just use the other six to kind of like swim upwards. Okay, roll me a straight check as a um, as an octopus. The octopus's stats. Straight. So it. you'll have to just use the regular D twenty. Yeah. Because it's not it's going to use your stats as opposed to an octopus's one. So you can use the P dice. I roll a four. Roll a four plus what for octopus three? Oh, minus three. Minus three. All right. So you roll a one. <laughs> Dirty one. Um, you're not able to really get, well, yeah, you get a good grip around like sort of one of the necks. You're able to like sort of curly cue the end of your tentacles together like this. And then you start to like pull and the net doesn't even move. You're a small and regular size octopus, but this thing is big and it's heavy and it just died and it's all in one piece. I guess I'm going to use my beak uh-huh. and just kind of start biting at it. Okay. <laughs> and see if I can't break a piece off. Uh, roll an attack for biting. And then roll uh, 1d4 for your damage. Roll an 11. Okay. So 15 to hit. 15 to hit. And three. All right, so that... And you, feel, you can taste like bits of um, like... Not bits of hydra, bits of scale. So like kind of like you're, you're biting your nails, like that taste mm-hmm. uh, in your little tiny uh, octopus mouth. Um, but you don't even really manage to get one of these large scales free. Fair enough. I think I spend a good like 20 minutes between trying to lift it up and trying to chew my way through it. Okay. Before I give up and come back up. <clears throat> All right, what do you do when you come back up? Huh? What do you do when you come back up? 
<laughs> you Mario, Super Mario Brothers it up to the side. Do you like try to like scuttle up the ship or do you wait for like soup to pluck you up? Oh yeah, I climb on the side of the ship and just kind of. Mm-hmm. I like stick an oar down for him to grab onto. All right, so you're safely aboard the ship again. Now pop out of my transformation and be like, sorry, Zoop. Everything's too big. <clears throat> I tried lifting it up. I tried fighting through it. Didn't work. Ah, uh, no worries. I'll toss you two gold for the effort. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. Sure thing. Um, I want to see any monsters. Oh, I didn't really look around, but I did not notice anything. To what are the to remind you that you do have two wild shapes for a short rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was yesterday, so it's not going to affect what you do okay. for the rest of the session. And that there are some type of sharks that are one half uh, challenge rating that you could become okay. if you wanted to help them better or differently. Uh, here, a reef shark is one half. Its bite is one of the eight plus two. Mm-hmm. I'll share it in the group chat if you want to. Those are all. But yeah, I don't know. It's up to you if you want to do it, but. No, I think the the octopus was a little um, was deterring. You're just too sad to think about it. Okay, sounds yeah. good. So Zeus, that is what you get from the Hydra. Sounds good. All right, Ooh, we're back. Same day. You guys are eating lunch. A bunch of fish that Deck was able to pull out of the water. Osprey is having living his best life with like oh, yeah. what's well, probably the biggest fish. Do guess who popped up? <laughs> what's happening now? Um, I mean, along with having the best fish of his life, I think occasionally just letting Osgood explore as much as he can under the canopy and kind of getting feedback from him on kind of like Zook just every now and then going alongside him and coming back uh, with any information he's picking up. Being significantly smaller than Zook, Osgood's able to like get into some crazier areas. Um, so sometimes he'll just fly off. At one point, he comes back and he brings you this bright yellow frog that's Ooh. dead. And I dropped it for you. Huh, buddy, this is awesome. Um, yeah, I kind of, I guess seeing a brightly colored creature, uh, investigate kind of it a little bit to see. Yeah, we're all in nature. Anything unusual about this little frog. 
All right. That's an 18. Nope, it's just a tree frog. And um, there's really no indication that it's poisonous. It's not like like a dark yellow. Mm. Um, it's more of like a daffodil yellow. Oh, sure. Uh, well, I just, yeah. Oscar, this is beautiful. Thank you. He preens. <laughs> this is a bird dance. This guy's getting more fish later. <laughs> How long have you and Osgood been acquainted? Oh, uh, I mean, he's been my companion for as long as I can remember. Uh, back when I was still with my family, um, Osgood and I started sort of hunting alongside one another. Um, <clears throat> what I did for my family was hunted in the forest in the area and provided for them uh, until I needed to make my my own way. <laughs> oh, I completely understand how that goes. Um, it must be nice to have a stalwart companion. Yeah, I have spent a lot of my time alone in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, being a part of a large party like this is very different from how I have made my way through most of life. Uh, it's mostly just been Osgood and I and kind of having that quiet connection with him. So this has all been very new for me. I, I, I also empathize. I have spent much of my life on my own as well. Um, with Skip as my only companion. I, for, you may not recall, but he was the person I was talking to in my ring. Uh, you know, it feels like a year ago, but you know. Just, just <laughs> it a does week. a little bit. <laughs> I guess having a near-death experience will do that, but. I, I imagine, um, I imagine, I imagine an, um, a hawk is a better company than a petulant uh, spirit of a child. <laughs> I mean, Oscar, Oscar gives me attitude every now and then, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 I understand uh, definitely that having a, a child companion would be very different. <laughs> uh, one that never ages and is quite sarcastic. <laughs> but I will get him to his, his final resting someday, I hope. She says maybe a little too pointedly, or they say a little too pointedly at the ring. <laughs> Do you know where that is? I don't. Um, oh. But I'm hoping to find it someday. See you. You hear a voice in your head dies like, yeah, and even really slacking on it lately. Oh, hush you. Oh, hush you. <laughs> Um, Hardy, it's kind of near the end of lunch as you begin to feel with your perception. Um, the water beneath the boat's getting a little bit choppier. Mm. Kind of, you know, where at first it was like gliding, like, you know, happy time. Uh, like if you're in Disney World going on a boat, like that's smoothness. <laughs> Now it kind of feels more like an actual boat. Um, so you should... um, 
anyone thinks that their character would be prone to motion sickness, you can make a con save. Not. Uh, I think canonically uh, you are canonically yeah I got from sick on the boat before that's a nine all right y'all see Harvey get like slowly a little greener get a little but you're able to <laughs> hold it to side. fine yeah Hardy you're almost as green as I am yeah. oh yeah um, the, the, the penis, um, I might have, uh, Osgood go out a little bit like ahead of us to see, are we coming upon something that's causing there to be a little more, uh, motion in the ocean slash river. Yeah. As we send Osgood out, you actually hear a shout from the frontmost ship. And it sounds like some couple of things tumbling down and hitting wood. Um, in response to the shout, Zook is very quickly gunning it towards the front ship. Zook gunned his way towards the front ship. Um, just as you're able to get ahead of them and see what's going on, Zook, one of the uh, laborers in the front ship yells back, uh, Rapids! There are rapids ahead! Hmm. And you see the <laughs> two... Like crawling along the floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you see the boats, the two uh, laborers go. One runs towards the um, rudder in the back. I almost said utter, and I'm like, that's not the right thing. <laughs> the rudder in the back, the other um, towards takes a better grip upon the wheel in front, and they shout, Towards you guys. Uh, if anyone can help, we have the side oars, and you can see where there's the side oars that you never really needed to use. Um, if anyone feels like uh, like you can, you'd want to try to help on these rapids as we go through. Uh, you guys can go ahead and take a oar. Sounds like awfully like a strength check. Yeah, it does sound like a strength check. <laughs> Is I'm it? going to wild shape change into an ape and Ooh. grab one of the oars. Nice. Is it possible to help by guiding from above and trying to see like where they could try to turn to avoid rocks, kind of give like a little guide? That's if you can give your people advantage, yeah. All right, I'll do that so that because I um, do not have good strength. I'm a speedy boy. Through her uh, queasiness, she'll try it and focus on the task at hand. So Hardy's going to grab an oar. Okay, I'll say Hardy because you're queasy. You're going with a little bit of disadvantage. Uh, that I'm is gonna, fair. I'm going to grab an oar, but before I do it, I'm going to put my hand on Hardy's shoulder and cast guidance. <laughs> Ooh, nice. So you get an extra D4, D4? Yeah, D4 to your rolls. And this is just a strength check we're doing? Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a combined strength check for each boat. Awesome. All right, so boat one, with an this and then goes through. Going at advantage with uh, 
Zook helping, they are able to pretty deftly steer the way through this part of the river and the rapids. It's so jostly, but nothing scraping, nothing getting too close to either side of the banks. What are you laughing at, Chris? Oh, I'm just saying the boat three die rolls come in and it is grim. <laughs> Everything's good. Everything's great. <laughs> uh, second boat. Oh, wait, sorry. Second boat is only a small advantage. Ooh, second boat. Um, you hear. Is that the boat I'm on? What? Is that the boat I'm no, on? No, you're on the third boat. You hear what sounds like a long scraping sound as the two people on the boat are trying to, or the two laborers on the boat are trying to um, steer it around sort of these, this, these curves and these rapids and the uh, two undergraduates research assistants are just standing around looking completely per- perplexed, no idea what they're doing. A little, a little scared, one of them, um, despite the fact that uh, she is a half-orc and decently darkly complected, you can definitely see that she's beginning to get a little green around the gills. Like she's not sure if she wants to try to help or she wants to run over the side and vomit. <laughs> All right, roll three. What did you guys do? Or boat three. Um, your strength saving throws. I was gonna say two times in a row. Yeah. Uh, I uh, got my I, even with disadvantage. It was the same roll both times. Uh-huh. So uh, the best I got is a nine here, adding on that guidance. Okay. I also got a nine. <laughs> you got. Uh, no, but you use your eight. Yeah. Strength so three Checks. plus three, so I got eleven gold. Three plus three is 11. Eight plus three. Sorry. Okay, so that averages out to 9.6. We're doing Um, great. Yeah, you're doing all right. You know, the save for this was a 10, and I'll round up for you guys. (laughs) So you're able to just like, it takes a little more happening you used to party, you get to feel the bile rise and then go back <gasps> down. <laughs> but you're able to just scrape through um, at your best. Ahead, Zook, you see an area, oh, say like 20 feet further down the river where it seems like the water's boiling and bubbling a little bit more than it was the past set of rapids. As in like it's bubbling like it was when we saw scary things come out of the water? No, like like the rapids are worse. Okay. I yell down, hey, there's going to be worse rapids. And I kind of want to land on the boat and see if there's anything on there that's like which boat? Buoyant, the front boat. The front boy- boat? What kind of buoyancy are you looking for? What's the purpose of this buoyancy? I want to take my 50-foot rope, tie one knot, attach it somehow to the boat, tie another uh-huh. knot, put it on something semi-buoyant, and then fly 50 feet above the, or 45 feet above the boat. So if anyone 
gets knocked loose, I could throw the thing to them and it'll be tied to the boat and have some little bit of buoyancy. Okay, yeah, there's like a big uh, natural cork um, flotation device. Then does not uh, strip when it comes to money to ensure the safety of the 25% success rate of his, uh, of his uh, vacation <laughs> vacation uh, company. So there's actually something directly made for it. So you can go ahead and do that. Awesome. Grab that. All right. So we're going to all roll again. No, you still give me. Yeah. So you warned them. So that gives them advantage on boat one. Um, did help. They got a two and a four. Do I have enough speed to help all the boats? Or t- at least tell all of them that the rapids are going up? Because I, um, I have 65 fly speed. So I'm very speedy. I'd say you have to pick which boat you want to help. I'm going to help the lead it's not, so, it's not just the warning, because they know there's rapids, but also the fact that you're there to help anybody who falls through, and that will take, you know, time to get somebody or, like, go um, full-on Baywatch if you need to. That's fine. I'll help the front boat in hopes that, like, Giving them a good path might help other people aim for the good path, whether or not they manage okay. to steer through. <laughs> Front boat hits a um, rapid, and the left bow, yeah, the left bow, no, right bow, right bow scrapes, and you can see the wood splintering as the hull starts to take on water. And the boat slowly gets lower, or pretty quickly gets lower and lower, especially as water begins to flop over the sides of it. And you can see um, Anastas is trying to like wrap up all those materials that you guys were using, uh, put them into bags, like throw them uh, towards the banks of the river so that... There's a decent amount of stuff on here. Most of the stuff is on boat two, but um, they roll a national 19. So for a wizard, it's doing a pretty good job throwing that stuff on the side of the bank. You can um, either give assistance with that or wait to see if somebody um, falls over, but they all look pretty sturdy at this point. So if they're succeeding in throwing the stuff off the boat, I'm going to keep an eye if anyone falls, Mm -hmm. but I'm also going to start planning out how, if this boat keeps filling up, if I can grab and do like the old one person at a time, try to get them over to boat two, and then maybe they can still help steer boat two and with more people over there, we'll have to like let go of boat one and maybe be able to steer boat two. Sounds good. All right. Boat two. Oh, boat two only gets one dice. Boat two rolled a natural 20. Oh, nice. Not only are both two able to traverse this, um, this set of rapids, but they're able to kind of get up close to boat one and get um, the people and a decent amount of the... Um, the goods over with the help of you and the people on boat one as well. Excellent. All right. Boat three. 
Roll your strength saving throws. And the eight doesn't get advantage. What? And the eight doesn't get advantage. No, you have your eight additional. Okay. Well, that was better. Do it, this, nope. Is guidance Same. still on? Um, I, I think it only it. goes to the next. Yeah, it only, yeah. Happens, it only works once. Then that's an eight for me. 11, eight plus what did die yet? Uh, 13. Natural 13, because I have no strength left. Um, you can feel as the bottom of the boat scrapes against stones as you're going. Water gets tossed over. It's not as bad as boat one was, but you start to get a little nervous about the seaworthiness. Most um, such as you can't see the bottom of it, uh, but... Also, because you're watching now as we get to the end of the set of rapids, as boat one goes all the way down. Oh, no. <laughs> do, do, do. no. <laughs> all right. Um, and you're still, are you still flying points, Zook, or are you busying yourself helping get boat one settled onto boat two? I am gonna. I, I said I'd be helping boat one get the boat too. Okay. Like the once once we're moving people, like Zook doesn't really care so much about the supplies, but once we start moving people, he wants to be helpful with that. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah. So everything gets over, or you know, enough gets over that nobody's too upset about anything. Um, and I think Anasis is gonna ask you to go and grab the stuff that they threw onto the bank. <laughs> Um, if you're willing to do that. Do I see, like, is the river getting worse or better? Um, like I try to perceive or nature check or something. How far are you going to be going? Um, I want to go 30-ish feet up so I can okay. see as far underneath the canopy as I can. And then from there, I'll decide if I want to try to hit the bank really quick to grab stuff or if it looks like they'll need help steering more than the supplies. Okay, roll me a perception check. Okay, okay. Perception. That is a 10 plus 313. Uh, it looks like there's something that the, the rapids will pick up again, but you have a good, like, several football fields between you and that, and you think you can run over and grab that thing and get back in time. And you give the warning that it might get a little dicey again. All right, then I'll if it's if it looks like we're clear, I'll do the quick dash and grab it. Yeah, we're only investigation. Investigation. That is a thirteen minus one twelve. It was pretty obvious. Um, you really had to suck at that in order to miss it, but you're able to grab it and get back. <laughs> And um, I don't, are you still going to be flying to see if you need to rescue anyone, or are you going to try to help in other ways on boat, boat two as you head towards another group of rapids? Are there any open oars still on boat two, or since we moved all the people from boat one, are they all full? Um, there are two oars left. There are so six oars on each boat. Okay, 
so how many are open on each boat then? Two on the first boat are open, or second boat are open? Yeah, and Can three I... on the third boat. I'm going to fly to the third boat and grab an oar so it's symmetrical. Okay, cool. So now you are rolling with the rest of the group. All right, so boat two hits the second set of rapids. So boat one's fully sunk? Yeah. And everyone in the stuff is off the boat? Yep. Where's the stuff at? Um, most of it's on boat two, some of it's at the bottom. But... All right, um, just barely hitting these string saves, PC. Boat two is able to make its way again um, through the rapids safely. Boat three, I need y'all to give me your rolls. Come on, we can do it. You guys got it. No. <laughs> 10 for me. 10. Oof. That'll be a seven. Oh, 14, actually. Got a 16. Did okay. Turning into eight, did not turn out as well as I thought All right. You guys combining your strengths and will of heart, um, using the oars and your companions using their rudders, try to guide it to the right to avoid a bigger rock, and then to the left again, and then even further to the left. And then at one point, you feel the bottom of the boat hit something and it flips over. I need you all to roll me a dexterity save. Oh no, I thought that was the you guys successfully did it. No, speech. that was a, you guys, you guys, uh, close but not close enough. <laughs> Finally, something I'm good at. Oh, 21. So, 24. question. <laughs> yes. With a 27, can I yell deck squirrel and then grab Hardy and make it into the air with approximately at least three people? Three people? Yeah, so if I, or, so counting myself, if I say deck squirrel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, deck, make a wisdom save when you hear him yell squirrel. Well, for my dexterity, I got a 14, which isn't bad. No, not bad. But so are wisdom? you going to try to be a squirrel? Wisdom? Yes. Ooh, 16 plus one, 17. Okay, you can tell that he wants you to turn into a squirrel. Sounds good. I'll do you decide to do it? Yeah, I turn into a sugar glider. Then I would say yes. Uh, Zook is able to pick up both Deck and Hardy if they are if they consent to being picked up. Yeah, if he if I see a squirrel running at me. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you get, Dad? Uh, 21. 21, yeah. And you're able to, if you want to grab anything with 21 before you take a leap um, from the boat and avoid it toppling over on top of you, you can do that. I would say you guys have all of like your bags of holding and your backpacks on you. Yeah. That was pretty much the only thing I, I, I cared about was making sure my backpack okay. came with me. Um, am I able to make it to the shore or will I fall into the river? You'll fall into the river. Um, 
So can I, uh, as, uh, as I leap from the boat, mm -hmm. uh, my eyes start to glow with a divine light. Mm -hmm. uh, and perhaps much to all of y'all's surprise, a pet set of wings comes, uh, energetic wings comes bursting out the back of my shirt uh, as I just uh, hover there in the air above the boat. Hello. So you all are able to make your way safely to the shore. Um, um, as I make it to the shore. But unfortunately, you lose sight of the two laborers that were on the boat. I can't see their red shirts anywhere. No, you can't see their no. red shirts. Oh, they both rolled lower than five. <laughs> um, and as the water begins to calm, and you begin to walk down the side of the bank to get to where the uh, the boat two has or boat the boat <laughs> has pulled over um, and pulled itself onto the side of the bank. Um, we're gonna take a bio break. And also, my food's here. That was good timing. Did you start it? There we go. We dive back into the game. Um, as you four, because you're the only ones that survived boat four, or boat uh, three. Also, like, pretty much, like, as soon as I landed on the shore, like, my wings disappeared, my eyes returned to their normal color, and, like, my cheeks are just, like, a bright red, and, like, no, I just seem... I, I, it's very... You don't even need an insight check. I just look, like, really mortified and embarrassed. I didn't know you could fly. Yeah, that's that seems new. Uh, yes. Uh, well. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, sure. Can you, can you do that like all the time? Uh, no, it takes a lot out of me. I I would say I couldn't do it again until I've had at least eight hours to to rest. <laughs> gotcha. I'll keep that in mind. Um, I saw that you had cleared the boat. So I just grab the two smallest people because they're easier to carry. But I was gonna, I was gonna come back. I just want to make sure that everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, it would have been a lot, to, a lot for you to have carried all of us. Uh, so no worries. You look so, like you were the best off. You had, you had cleared the boat very well. Deck, are you still a squirrel, or have you gone back to your football form? Uh, still a squirrel. Uh, I, uh, I pull like a couple of like uh, nuts out of my trail rations and hold them up for Squirrel Deek. I, I was just gonna say, if he's still a squirrel, I want to give him snacks. <laughs> you are shocked by the smorgasbord of deliciousness that's suddenly before you. Throw me a wisdom saving throw. Who, me? No, Deck. I don't know what my wisdom is, but I rolled a two. Uh, you eat all of it, and then your little squirrel belly starts to feel sick. So, you know, it's like you do. I call those. <laughs> I know that feeling all too well. <laughs> all right. So, 
you guys have about, I'd say 200, 250 yards um, with a little bit, nothing too difficult, but a little bit of rocks and inclines and declines to climb over before you're able to meet up with the rest of the group at uh, boat number only boat. Boat number only boat. <laughs> Is there anything you all talk about on your way over there? Uh, uh, Dive quiet. This jungle feels inhospitable, I will just say. <laughs> I feel like the, the gods themselves are trying to prevent us from getting to our destinations. The whole trip has taken on a just feels like a bad omen. Well, don't feel too glum. Sometimes, especially in like dense jungles, if there's a lot of water flowing and a lot of roots, sometimes if you lose a bunch of your stuff or some people, they'll get stuck in the roots and you can try to get them from off the side of the shore. That is true. That's a good point, Zoo. I will keep an eye out for uh, red shirts in the roots along the river. Dick just nods his head. Mm-hmm. It'd be good to give them like a burial if we could at least find them. Um, well, I guess they'd probably get dug up because there's lots of animals. Maybe the water's better. I'm not sure. Oh no, but as you get uh, down to where Amastus, Elena, the two undergraduate assistants, and the three remaining somehow all male laborers are uh, tending to boat two. Um, Amastus, Elena, and the undergraduates come over to you. Amastus goes, well, (laughs) at least we have all the important supplies, but the university is not going to be very pleased about this overall. I also imagine that Sven's skiffs will also be sad about the loss of 66% of their skiffs. Oh no, Sven has many boats and charges a uh, non-return fee that is astronomical. Oh. What about the um, money that you'll probably want to give to the laborers' families? Yeah, that, that's what I was originally referencing, yes. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, the um, um, IRB is going to be, fantasy IRB is going to be a little annoyed about how deadly this research project ended up being, I suppose. <laughs> what we had put into our proposal. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to, they're going to uh, give us some sort of punishment. Well, you can never really plan for how high the drama will be. There were no <laughs> rapids here last time, but then again, there are no frog emails. So who even knows what's going on in this world anymore? Of course, it was a different time of the season. Water is much higher right now. Yes, when I was assuming there were no high, high dramas either uh, when you were here last time either. High dramas? The creatures we fought yesterday? 
Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know what they were called either, but I was definitely too both ahead of you, so I never heard. That <laughs> is what they're called. Oh, <laughs> all right. We will. Um, Elena, you've been working on a drawing. Mitchell you inscribe it. Hydro. Um, well, uh, yes. So what's the plan now? Do we all crowd in the one boat? Do we turn around and go back? What's... How far one, are we from our destination? Uh, so with one boat, or with all of us on the boat, it would take us, we'd arrive there probably around noon tomorrow. Um, not all of us and all these supplies can fit on the boat. Our thoughts before the four of you uh, rejoined us was that we would have these supplies and two of our hands. Um, Rolf and Curiosity, they'll take the boat down the river and the rest of us will walk along the bank and we should get there uh, either late tomorrow or if we decide to take a stop to take a full rest, we'll get there um, the next morning. Hmm. Well, how many, how many people do you think could safely ride the boat at a good speed? Um, seven or eight, depending on the size of the people. Well, what about with the supplies? Let's say we keep all the supplies. How many people? All the supplies and movement, all this supplies together. Assuming we're able to regain some if we can. Well, I think we should definitely camp for the night. Question um, for you. I'd say DM. four. Yes, that's me. Uh, does this count as a forest that we're in? Yes, it is a rainforest. Okay. Does my could my natural explorer trait help us out in this? It definitely could. Okay. So I, if we do go by foot, I, even though I'm not been here before, I feel confident that we can keep a steady pace as we keep moving. And our next stop is, it's a short walk off the river, but it's to um, a populated area. So the trek itself, once we get that far, south will not be too difficult. If we stay close to the riverbanks, uh, navigation should be fairly easy as well. Well, keep in mind, there are lots of crocodiles, so we don't want to be too close to the riverbank, but there's also probably lots of big, like, cats and stuff, so we probably don't want to be too close to the jungle. Mm -hmm. And we'll drive these things. With that in mind, let's all just hover. <laughs> okay. And Zook kind of flies Duke like... Come <laughs> <laughs> on, Zook's shoulder. <laughs> are you happy squirrel or are you slightly alarmed squirrel i'm still the sugar glider i mean sugar glider happy sugar glider or slightly alarmed sugar glider i'm assuming i'm happy because now i'm fine okay that's what i was wondering i'm like do you like it or does that scare you <laughs> no sugar gliders love to fly or fly all righty um so what do you 
four, and you don't have to do it together, but what would you four like to do? Um, put your task and tell me what you think the roles would be to see how well you perform at it, uh, to try to gather, to try to salvage uh, the mess that these rapids did and uh, get also bunker down for a long rest. As it gets darker and darker and darker. I guess as Duke um, is uh, flying around, I'll definitely take a look uh, around to see if there's anything dangerous. Okay, so you too can both roll perception, or uh, I roll that can give you advantage on perception. Oh, are you going to do something different? I was going to say, can I roll acrobatics to see if I could just cover enough ground to cover, see if I could try to find anything just by like trying to just sheerly be agile and fast? Cover a lot of ground. Uh, yeah, sure. Roll me. How long is perception? Uh, 25. Hello. Seven plus three, ten. Well, you keep your people smarts, don't you? Yeah. That's what you would? Yeah. Oh. So it's going to be like your modifiers. Plus seven. So 14. Okay, cool. Wait, not wisdom. I was wisdom. Sorry. Uh, plus four. Plus four. Yeah, so I'll just one more. 11 instead. 10. There's perception for you. Perception, yeah. 11. Okay. All right. That was if you were like proficient in perception, then that would be higher. Uh, no, All right. Um, you're not seeing anything that that's dangerous. It seems like you got in through the dangerous part of the terrain, and while well, you see some animals here and there, um, nothing seems to be very interested in your group. What about nuts and berries? Uh, yeah, you see a decent amount of nuts and berries, different right. colors that you've never seen before, different shapes. Yep. I don't know if I could uh, resist that. I think I just jump off a suit shoulder and head down and get me some berries. All right, roll me a D6. D6. Okay, is anyone doing everything? Um, you are um, able to gather a half pound of nuts and berries. <laughs> With my mouth? No, like you're making a little pile of it. So you're uh, going like back and forth and making a pile. Gotcha. Kate. I was going to say, um, if we're still, if there's still a chance of gathering things from kind of the wreckage, Mm -hmm. um hardy is spending some time trying to uh either like try and come up with a, a way of creating like a quick net uh, mm -hmm. i was thinking either using the the rope that she has or if she's able to find some like long grasses that she feels like she could weave together to make kind of like a simple net uh, and just kind of grab what she can with little expeditions off the shore. All right, uh, Romy's survival. Mm -hmm. And as you're doing that, uh, Zook, as you're going back and forth, you and um, Hailey, who is the elephant twin, 
laborer are able to pull uh, roll me a d6. Three. Three crates from the water. Excellent. All right, Kate, what did you end up rolling? Uh, 22. 22, yeah, so you're able to um, make a manageable or you know, pretty decent uh, nets using rope and some reeds and stuff. Um, and our knowledge is enough about the way the river flows to <laughs> put it in the way the map of the river is actually to the north. So put it behind uh, where the river is going and you're able to catch, if you roll another uh, D6, that many numbers of crates. Four. Oh, so we recovered seven crates. Not for my. Uh... No, that's what you're doing with your job, baby. What? You're getting your berries? Yeah, after I get done gathering my berries and my druid kind of form ends, I'm just going to look at the ground and be like, why is there a pile of nuts and berries over here? <laughs> 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 hey, I bought out. <laughs> And uh, I'll go over and try and help them with the the shipwreckage. Okay, you're pretty late to the arrivals. And what they rolled was what they got. Um, yeah. But Chris, what are you going to be doing? So, Anastas mean, um, uh, is somebody I've known since childhood. Yes. Uh, and so I kind of have a. Uh, I'd like to roll insight on them, and see. Uh, you know, they're putting on a brave front, but I'm kind of curious with, with how they're feeling morale-wise and and uh, all that stuff. Okay. Uh, 18. <laughs> they rolled a natural three. <laughs> I'm assuming they don't have that high of a deception modifier, though they would definitely be trying to isolate as you people into thinking. Okay, we're fine. Um, nice. Um, but yeah, you're able to read them pretty well. Um, they are definitely discouraged. Um, you're not sure if they regret anything, but they are discouraged enough that they got their frowny face on with like their normal face with their disposition, but it's mm -hmm. definitely their frowny face. Um, I'm going to set up the camp, uh, get a fire going, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then I'm going to choose, um, despite the fact that oh, this has never been a great friend to me, like, I don't know, there's just a part of me that wants to provide some comfort to them. So I'm going to, I'm just going to try to lift their spirits and uh, kind of just like tell some like, like just like kind of like talk to them about some like embarrassing stories from childhood where they look good to kind of like booster the morale. Um, uh, roll a performance. I, I was thinking performance as well. Yeah. Uh, 14. You did pretty well. Um, it's definitely not like life changing. They forgot everything that's happened, but you're able to at least block them from ruminating on things and getting a 
too low down. They're like, yes. Oh, yes. You often did this for the saints when you were young. Could I give them advantage on trying to cheer up a Gnostic by using my childlike wonder to make the story sound better? As they tell the story about Gnostic, aren't cool. you flying around? Yeah, you're stuff? doing your shit, man. Oh, I thought I thought they said when we were setting up for camp. No, right? no, I'm setting up the camp while you all. Yeah, are so scouting. some people are oh. setting up the camp. Some people are scouting and doing things like, depending right, on what I you thought... wanted to do or what you thought like your character and your abilities best <laughs> had you do. Sorry, I some thought this. I thought this was like camp time. <laughs> are you a distracted friend? <laughs> I, I did. I, I, I just confused no myself. No worries <laughs> at all. I appreciate the appreciate the attempt at assist. <laughs> so we are able to get seven traits back, um, which would further limit the amounts of people that can be on the boat from um, four to three if one person small, or two if they are large people or medium-sized people, which would basically just be the uh, two um people who are piloting the the little skiff that goes down the river i don't even know what a skiff is it's like a flat boat it's like a flat boat (laughs) um but anastas uh encourages you all bolstered by dive stories that you are in fact on the correct side of the river there's a small tributary you'll have to ford, but that's not usually very large, very deep, or even all that wide. And um, if you make your time, you get up fairly early in the morning. Uh, you should be arriving there tomorrow. Late tomorrow, but tomorrow nonetheless. It's a shame all the horses were on the other side of the river. <laughs> <laughs> What do y'all do as you re- start to retire for the night? Wrap things up, eat dinner, go to bed. I'll take first watch. What? I'll take first watch. Is the canopy? I know that we've talked about how dense it is. Like, there's no star cover, nothing that we can really see uh, through the trees. No. If you were trying to get through the canopy, either canopy actually. Um, like, because you couldn't just fly up there. He had probably have to fly up, get a hold of some of the branches, make his way, hopping through them, and then fly up to the next canopy and do the same thing. Can I acrobatics my way above the canopy and see if I could? Because they said we're camping for the night and then a few hours the next day, or should it take the whole next day? Yeah, it should take the whole next day. Okay. I'll just... Uh pop up though just to see if i see any uh smoke breaking the canopy just to make sure that there's not other civilizations nearby all right possible. So you fly up to the first canopy and I, you like make acrobatic a acrobatics yes an acrobatic check uh natural 20 for 28 nice so you're able to definitely jump from branch to limb to branch again and get up through that first canopy, you fly up maybe another 20, 25 feet to the upper canopy. Um, and then I'll have you actually roll a dexterity saving throw because it's a little bit more dense up here. 14. And if you fall, you'll fall through there. 
14. Uh, you think about make your way through your month. Uh, you just maybe slip here and there. Um, but it's not too different. It takes you some time, though. So as you get up, it has already become uh, fully dark above the tree canopy. Um, and it, you look around, and at this point, you do not see anything immediately near you. Do you want to try to expand your search area or anything like that? Um, I might, like, fly mm. up, like, Oh, 20 feet more vertically. Hold up, bud. What? Uh, and see if I can uh, scan a little bit. Because, I don't know. Just give it a shot. See if I could roll it for searching. So you're flying straight up? Yeah. Okay. So I don't get lost. So I could just, like, drop back down and start climbing straight down. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, fly straight up and then roll me a official perception check. Or investigation. Yeah, do investigation. But I don't even know what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, you're looking for signs of civilization. Got six. The canopy is just too dense. You don't see anything. You don't see any fires. You don't see anything that has been cleared for the villages or roadways or anything. Okay, and I just swing my arms up and let myself fall. And as I cool. do, I got slow fall probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can do it. You can guide yourself back down pretty much however you want to. Yeah, I got slow fall, so it reduces falling damage by 40. And I assume that I won't take that from 20 feet. And then I can kind of dex, kind of dexterity safe to kind of not. The lower canopy. Yeah, yeah so let's say, the canopy. like with your rolls, you, you made it down just fine. Okay. All righty. Anyone else doing anything before bed? Uh, just uh, knitting, doing some knitting kind of quietly. Um, Harvey's going to kind of check in with Guy because kind of cycle up and be like, how are you holding up? Today was a lot. It, it was not, it was not good. No. Sorry that you had to see that. There's something to apologize for. I just, it, it seemed like it really upset you and I wasn't sure if there was anything that could help. Um, it's, I, I appreciate the check-in. It's, it's my, my burden to bear. I, yes, I have been, able to prevent that from happening for several years now. It's unfortunate to lose control. I definitely understand that. Um, I hope it doesn't change how you and your friends think of me. No, not at all. I, I'm, I I won't speak for Zook, but uh, I imagine he thought it was great, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yes, I imagine he may have. Uh, though I think he thinks everything is great. 
I think he thought the high drama was great. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I don't think anything changes because of this. Um, but I hope that for your sake, uh, some rest and a, a fresh day helps it to feel easier. I, I, that usually does the trick, yes. Um, I just um, make sure that I don't think Anastas knows that it happened, that I'd appreciate it if, if they didn't know. Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, th thanks again. I, I really, I really appreciate you, you, you checking in and for being so understanding. We're all out here in a strange place. And if there's one thing that we can at least rely on, it'll be each other. Yes, I think, I think you're, you're right. Uh, it's, strange to have people to rely on yeah well get some rest and uh we'll start over again tomorrow i think that's a capital idea thank you uh and then yeah just getting bunkered down for bed yeah whatever the the watches are hardy will take a shift too um yeah uh and uh, die just kind of, unless somebody asks them to take a shift, they just kind of rest. Okay. Uh, Dak, you said you take first shift, right? Yeah. Um, and you'll take it with um, one of the... Uh, ship hands. Yeah, one of the ship hands. Uh, Rolf, he's the half dwarf. Um, and he's keeps to himself during your watch, does his job, but isn't a chatty individual. Uh, do I offer him some nuts and berries. He partakes with the nuts and berries. He's not unfriendly, he's just not a talker. Um, roll me a perception check. Big money, come on. <laughs> what? Natural one. Natural one. Plus four is a five. It's yeah, it's not natural one. Uh, Duck, as you sit there by the fireside, you can see a small or uh, a sugar glider sitting on the branch. And out of nowhere, silence as the night itself, uh, a owl about the size of a barn owl swoops down and snags it off the branch and disappears back up into uh, the canopy. Hmm. You start to think, are those, those the giant birds? Because it was far, far larger than that sugar glider was. Oh. All right, but the rest of the uh, rest of your uh, watch passes without incident. Nice. Uh, Hardy, you want to take the next watch? Sounds good. All right, and you can take it. Does anyone else want to join Hardy, or should I assign her on NPC? Uh, how many watches need to be taken? Three. Give me a third. Okay. Um, is there a person to take the third watch if 
Not yet. I can take the third watch. Okay, so Hardy, uh, you and Elena will take a second watch. Do you want to roll a perception check? Elena got a four, so. Uh, 13. 13? Yeah, the evening passes without any, or mid-evening, early, 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 early morning passes without any sort of incident. Um, and then if there's nothing else you want to do during your watch, you can return to sleep after you wake up from sleep. So get up. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, <laughs> I'm up. All right. Um, Zook, as you get up, so does uh, Delamach, who is one of the undergraduate researchers to help you Take a take the final uh, watch if you want to roll. Ooh, natural nineteen. Oops, not performance. Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. Um, you don't see anything going on. Nothing happens. Uh, the evening passes for most of you, and concludes for most of you without incident except hardy i need you to make a wisdom saving throw oh, no <laughs> oh <laughs> about that oh no <laughs> nice uh so it is technically a one <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a one <laughs> all right so Hardy, you're in the woods outside the hollow that you call home, following your grandfather down the deer path that is actually more suggestion than it is an actual trail. Uh, he walks ahead of you, just keeping out of sight. You can see like flashes of his familiar moss green coat as he disappears behind that tree trunk or that stump. It's Close enough that you're able to feel a sense of comfort, even though you can't manage to catch a decent uh, side of his face. But you're able to hear him, though, as he talks in his, you know, firm yet quiet voice, um, taking a moment to describe the nature of animals or plants around you as you pass through on your walk. As you take one more turn, though, the forest around you stop suddenly. The deer pass spills you out into a large clearing. You look around and you see that your grandfather is gone. He stopped mid-sentence, there's nowhere else to see. But in the center of the clearing is a large stone, possibly dark, uh, with a jagged edge running from left to right side. And laying at its base is a large wolf. Um, its body relaxed, but its mouth dripping, sort of frothing white liquid. And the shadows of the rock and wolf seem to dance in the grass. And knowing before you do, because you've had similar dreams to these many a times, uh, you decide you look up into the sky. And then streaking across the sky are these ribbons of orange and yellow. Uh, the patterns that they make, you can 
tell that they are deliberate patterns still aren't quite understandable or identifiable to you. And then with the start that you felt many times, you do realize why the shadows are moving so weirdly. It's that the sky itself is a flame and the grass around you begins to be covered in ash like a light snowfall. Um, as you look back down from the sky, this massive uh, dark wolf is suddenly just before you and its yellow eyes stare into yours and you hear a voice in your head, low and rumbling, ask, why do you follow these paths when only danger lies before you? And sibling waits for an answer. It's the only path I know. All right, the wolf of praises you as a sort of long strand of foam chips from his mouth, uh, just sort of hitting you in the face. And then impossibly fast, a, par, a paw larger than the side of your head strikes out, catching you upside the head uh, where your scar is. And at that instance, you wake up. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. That is fair. <laughs> okay, 16. All right. Um, as you blink, startled awake in the low light, you blink again. And then you realize you cannot see out of your left eye, the side where the star is. Uh, I think I think panic is very quickly setting in. <laughs> what the hunter? What ranger <laughs> um, wants to see? Yeah, uh, I I think like Hardy is very quickly like <laughs> like <laughs> panicked breathing, um, and maybe like trying to like move towards firelight to test like how close she gets that she can, whether she can fight or not. She's, she's probably making a lot of noise. Yeah. Currently um, like perceiving, do I notice this go? Yeah, you see Hardy both awake. Um, it's not too late. It's about the time that people should be waking up. So she's one of the earlier ones to do it. And you see her in a panic, like scoot across. Hands like and knees all, all fours towards like, the uh, towards the fire. Can I approach Hardy? Do what you want to do, yeah. Hey, are you all right there, Hardy? No, no, it's I. I can't see. I something happened. I don't. Uh, and she kind of like looks up at you, and she's like, I had something happened last night. I, I don't know. I I, I can't see." Out of my, out of this eye, I can't see. Uh, but it's like she's like waving her hand. <laughs> Daya comes like out of her tent and says, "What's going on?" And obviously gets filled in. You can't. Yeah, see. anyone who wants to be up is making enough noise that everyone's waking uh, up. Daya confidently walks over and places 
their hand on Hardy's shoulder and casts Lesser Restoration. All right. So what is it like when you cast Lesser Restoration? Um, What's it like? uh, I uh, grab my holy symbol and uh, light fills the symbol and then uh, travels up one arm and then down the other arm towards the uh, hand that's on the shoulder and then kind of radiates into Hardy. All right, so you feel this warmth, this magic travel across you die and then into Hardy. Hardy, um, you don't perceive any change. Um, uh, I think that, she, I think she's just like uh, crying probably at this point. Um, and wow, I feel that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. No, uh, I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, this is an exciting development. Um, uh, but she's just like, it, it's, I can't see, I can't see. Zook's gonna grab a rock and like whip it at uh, a Gnosis's tent. Oh, I, uh, oh I, I totally thought that rock was Heal her. I know, me too. <laughs> Christ compels you. <laughs> you hear like a startled sound and a Gnostic after a moment comes from, his, from their tents. Um, seems like they had, were just finishing getting dressed and everything as all this is going down. Hey Gnostic, you run into any um, issues with sudden not being able to see this on your last trip? Uh, sudden blindness? No, none of that. Could you, uh, you know a lot of science. Could you, uh, maybe help Hardy out here? Um, um I'm actually going to cast restoration, lesser restoration a second time. All right, go ahead and do it. Chris, the player knows that this isn't going to do anything, but die, die would be like, this always works whenever anybody's blinded and uh, they, they cast the spell again. All right. Um, you cast Lesser Restoration, and the same thing happens. Goes can through it, you. It's a hardy. But hardy, your eyesight's unchanged. Like, you feel can, maybe a little better, like you had a better night's sleep. But Can I look at Hardy's eye and roll the medicine check? Um, the eye is there, right? Yeah, it's there. Okay, okay. <laughs> No, you guys have not noticed that Hardy's maybe, eye is gone. Know, maybe her eye was like closed and you really couldn't tell. <laughs> or if it was turned ah, like that's my eye. Maybe it was it's like, like Hardy. Stone. You can't see because your eyes open your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by that question. What were you doing again? Um, I cast I cast light on what, uh, one of my rings. And hold it up to the uh to Hardy's. Oh eye. yeah, medicine check. Uh, roll me a medicine check. Eighteen. Eighteen. Um, the eye itself physically looks fine. Uh, the pupil is extremely dilated, though. And I'm assuming the other pupil is is fine. Yeah, her, her other eye seems perfectly fine. Um. It doesn't look like you don't see any form of injury to it. Um, all it is is so. Very dilated people, but not like so that it's like all a sclera, but mm-hmm. it's you can't really see much of her people. Oh, dilated that. shut. 
Oh no, the people's, I mean, sorry, the iris, but the oh, iris okay. is dilated. Yeah. I say, the people's um, dilated, the iris, you can't. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> uh, uh, Eye parts, what? Uh, <laughs> Great <Hardy>. <laughs> science. <laughs> Hardy, uh, your, your eye is, your pupil is, is dilated. Um, you, did you hit your head? Or do you have a concussion, perhaps? Uh, no, it's not that. It's it's the wolf, and it's the dream, and it's the same way every night. The what now? Emmett touched me. <laughs> Anastas is trying to look over at you, Die. It's like. This is not a good omen. This is this is what please tell me everything you can about this wolf. You <sighs> the reason why I left my family. I kept having these horrible dreams. I was out hunting. There was <sighs> this wolf. I kept picking off little ones. And so I went out to take care of it because that's what I do. When I found the wolf, I thought I could get some sort of advantage over it. So I climbed up this tree, but the wolf, it didn't act like a normal wolf. It was at this huge rock in the middle of the woods I'd never seen before. And there was something wrong about that rock. When I tried to shoot at the wolf, I just froze and that never happens. I fell out of the tree and that's how I got this. And she indicates to the like long scar that's like mm -hmm. parking down her head. I hit that rock. And after that, I just dream about it all the time horrible things but this is the first time in that dream that wolf has ever spoken to me and it touched me reached out and touched me and now I can't see do, do you recall what it said it asked me why do I walk this same path same path as what it was a trail. My grandfather showed me all the trails around our family home. He was my guide through the woods until I was old enough to do it myself. And I walked those same trails all the time. I knew him backwards and forwards. I didn't need a map. Well, it's strange, though, because you're, you're definitely not on that path, though, right now. You're all the way out here. This is a very different path than the one I anticipated. This is true. Amanda, can I roll a religion check? Dai would be what? just kind of thinking about, you know, because Dai is a very religious person. Um, yeah, roll me a religion check. Nine. Nine. <laughs> you know that some individuals Actually, have... I'm going to use my inspiration on this one. Okay. Role. Natural 20. Ooh, okay. Uh, you know, from, you know, growing up kind of related to the fantasy seminary and in that 
those circles uh, that dreams will are frequently known are thought to contain omens or symbols sent to individuals. Uh, usually those religious would say it's by the gods. Though those who tend to follow less religious paths aren't um, willing to write off some sort of extra planar perhaps or alternative um, influence that causes dreams to happen. And you do know that repeating dreams tend to be the ones that are most rife with what could potentially be meanings or premonitions. Hardy, I think the gods might be trying to tell you something. I don't want them to. They gotta pick someone else. How how often do you have the stream? You 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 you've been having it frequently. Is it every night? Is it weekly? It's hard. Sometimes I know I've had the dream, but I don't remember it. So it's difficult to say how often. But I know it's there. It's just a matter of how easily I remember when I wake up. Um, she says these are these are often premonitions. Um, I think it would be best if we tried to make sense of it. Uh, perhaps if you're okay with it, I understand it's distressing, and I know what it's like to have things in your life that are distressing, but uh, perhaps um, whenever you have the dreams, we could work together and write down the details and see what changes and what stays the same and what themes are there. And perhaps then we can make some sort of discovery about what it means. I've been doing this by myself for so long that Surely that's what I've been hoping for is someone who can tell me how to just make this stop. Do these usually, uh, these premonitions that you talked about, do they usually mean like a task or something? Maybe if we do something about whatever you're seeing, then they'll stop having the dream. I'd love to know what the task is that makes the sky not on fire. <laughs> Well, I could fly Wait, the off with off? A <laughs> and pour water in the sky. Well, Zook, it's sometimes not a task, but a but an event or or um, tidings of things to come. Uh, at, at this point, uh, Anastas has gone back into their tents and emerges soon later with a book. Uh, flips through it a bit, and as everyone's talking, then. Uh, cast at third level uh, dispel magic on you, Hardy. Um, but it doesn't seem to do anything. Um, oh, should I have dispelled magic? I should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Uh, I want to kind of call Osgood over. 
uh, for now and kind of like have in a small side conversation to him, like, you have to be my left eye now. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Oscar kind of gets on your shoulder, careful not to pierce you with their claws. Um, puffs up so he's a little fluffy and sidles up and leans a little bit into the left side of your face. He's like, I got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, can I cast detect magic? I guess, I mean, dispel magic probably means there's nothing, but it might be worth a shot. Uh, yeah, you can cast detect magic. Um, at this point, you don't see anything though when you do. Okay. And besides, you know, the magic items on everyone around you. Mm-hmm. Everyone's left like a Christmas tree because we're all adventurers. Yeah, exactly. That is a Christmas tree, all of everyone, uh, except for the laborers don't have anything and the undergrads don't have anything either. All right. Well, satisfied that there's nothing there. Uh, Dai goes uh, into their bag and pulls out uh, a, a journal and a piece of uh, uh, graphite. And uh, says, all right, well, um, tell me everything you can remember. Uh, and then just kind of writes down the dream for you. Mm. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I just detailed the pertinent parts of it in terms of like walking the trails with my grandfather, reaching the clearing, mm. like describing the wolf. And, yeah. and I asked follow-up questions. Like you say, the sky's on fire. What did it look like? You know? Yeah. Oh, you talking sh- about the lights in the sky and mm. not understanding the pattern. Yeah. I give the full picture. Die is now my dream journal. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So as everyone eats and as Hardy and Die take down notes, um, those who finish early help deconstruct the camp, um, get all the provisions that remain and everything that you've all unpacked over the night besides anything that you, even your own backpacks uh, onto the boat. Um, at this point, uh, Curiosity and Rolf, along with others, uh, push it. Our Curiosity and Rolf uh, embark or just hop on it's a tiny boat. I don't think it's grand enough to embark on. <laughs> Uh, as um, the rest of the group who is able to are willing to helps to like push it back into the water and it takes up the river once more, um, leaving the rest of you to follow it down the bank as it gets further and further ahead of you, out traveling, yeah. Um, Whoever, uh, Chris Hardy probably would be the best one to do. You can draw a survival check with advantage. Uh, 14. Okay, yeah, so you're able to, with you know, the river there to guide you easily, uh, get everyone down uh, path um, around noon or what you think is known, the, you know, the light does not change much until it's gone. Uh, um, you stop, have some rations, but don't stop for too long. You have still a while's journey ahead of you. 
Um, you're traveling at about an average pace um, as the afternoon goes on. You know, Anoxus gets a little crankier, but we, we should be moving faster. We're not going to get to, um, we are not going to get to Shikarase in time to keep up this pace. We'll have to camp for the night. Well, I'm waiting on all you guys. Well, thank you, Zook. Very nice. This is extremely helpful for everyone's situation. We're just saying we gotta go faster, and you know, you're only as fast as your slowest link. <laughs> so you guys <laughs> can press on a bit faster at risk of uh, rolling low on the constitution and taking a uh, point of exhaustion, or you can just ignore them because they're cranky all the time anyway. If you want to risk uh, having to camp away from or traveling too long in the dark with full dark falls. So I think we should probably camp because we're going, we're showing up at a place. You still right? have a few hours. Yeah. You're showing up at a place. Um, they're expecting you. Yeah. You still don't want to show up in the middle of the night anywhere. Some people might get jumpy. You might accidentally get shot with an arrow in the jungle. <laughs> worth the risk. Yeah. All right. Cool. <clears throat> I know as important as it is to you and Astis that we get there in a timely manner. I think that for Quite a lot of our crew here this is their first time out in the wild and it would do us more good in the long run to rest agreed not so much that they've been persuaded by you but that's fair. that they <laughs> realize that one any sort of commanding presence they have here is really just a, uh, an artifact of what's going on. If they try to bully people into doing things um, that they want when they're obviously outvoted, it probably would not go well. Um, they, you know, uh, seemingly agree. And uh, you decide that when it becomes time for that, you all will rest for the night. Uh, before you get to the point where you rest, though, um, you do hit that small tributary that Anastas mentioned the day before. And if you actually copy, if you look at our chats, it kind of looks like this. Oh no. Oh, no. Anyway, oh, wait, I can't add it to the chat. But um, later on, you can look at the Inspo board if you want to. Um, it's going to go away some of the other stuff because this was put out later. But uh, it's a tributary is probably about 25, 30 feet across. It doesn't look very deep. You can clearly see the rocks on the bottom. There are a few larger boulders or larger rocks um, that are big enough that you could use them to hop across. Otherwise, you could ford the river. Everyone could do it pretty easily, except maybe you, Hardy. You'd be a little shorter. 
Um, but on the medium-sized humanoid, it would probably come up to about uh, just below the knees. So you could roll up your pants, take off your shoes, and fold across, or you know, try to jump from each of these rocks to another. But they look like they're a little slick from you know the rise and fall of each of these rivers and the rain that happens in the rainforest. If anyone wants to stay dry, I can help you jump from rock to rock. I love the visual of Zook, like basically like holding someone, <laughs> mimicking the action of hopping <laughs> to just bring them across to the other side. I love it. I love it too. Um, uh, so... Can I um, try using my grappling hook and rope that I've had in my bag forever? Yeah, Batman. To uh, to create essentially like a handhold, like can I whip it across and then use that to like give myself advantage, perhaps in my acrobatics? Sure, yeah, you can do that. Um, so you can go across the rocks instead of like rolling up pants legs to walk across. That's what you're saying you want to do with the rocks. Yeah, yeah. All righty. Um, yeah, roll me a. Uh, a death save with advantage. Okay, with advantage. Um, yeah, I'm just like, uh, well, I've had this, I've had this damn thing in my bag forever, so might as well put it to use. Uh, and then, oh, <laughs> I like rolled a natural one and a natural twenty. Oh my gosh! That happened yeah. last session too with with Deke. That's yeah. a one in four hundred chance. So, like, that's a one in sixteen hundred chance that it happened two sessions in a row. Yeah, but you're able to nimbly make your way. Uh, you looked a little uncertain when you started, but you're easily fall into the pattern of dropping, dropping from one rock to another, to another. There's four or five on the way across um, that you pick to go through and make mm-hmm. it safely to the other side. Uh, I offer my I offer the rope to anybody else that wants to use it and say, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah, that looked great. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll make sure that it stays taut on the other side, that the grappling hook doesn't come out or anything like that. All right, Hardy, are you next one? Yeah. I'll literally right. fly you across. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I, I, that looked like fun, though. <laughs> All right, whatever. Zoot just flies across. Romeo next safe. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a net 20 With advantage. Yeah. You're able to, you know, at some point, like halfway across the river, you're not even really putting any weight on this rope anymore. You're just jumping from one to another to another. Um, and then you toss it back for anyone else who wants to use it. Uh, I, I look up at you, Zook. I'm just like in the air. I'm just like, come on, do it. It's fun. Luke flies back across the river and says, I jump across the rocks. Are you going to use the rope or just jump? I'm just going to jump. If I fall off, I'm going to fly. All right. Roll me a dexterity saving throw. Natural 20. Natural 20. Uh, 15 total. Uh, yeah, you're able to get across hopping pretty easily. Not as definitely as Hardy did, but you're also fighting like 
you're doing it because they said it was fun. You're not doing it because you necessarily want to do it super well. Like, you know that if anything goes wrong, you have ways of getting across. Yeah, I don't have the, I don't have the motivation to do well. <laughs> yeah. Um, Deck, what about you? I follow along. All right. Roll me a dexterity saving throw if you're using the rope uh, with advantage. Well, there's a three. Ah, yes, 17 plus three, 20. 20, yeah, you're able to really definitely jump across and get across the river. Um, and everyone, well, you're all good on the other side. Let's roll up for some other paper. Um, at <laughs> Go oh, up uh, with a dirty one. Anasta slips on the second rock and stumbles into the river. They're able to catch themselves. The they're tall. Um, the water basically only goes up to like the upper calf, but there's definitely some chagrin, and they blush like a deep purple as they walk to the other side of the river. Um, Elena goes. Elena also stumbles. Um, and then the undergrads are able to make it across, not as definitely as everyone else, but they don't have too much. They don't really have any trouble with it. And then the laborers go. Oh, it's almost an 18. They both. All right, all three of them ended, or the one that's still with you guys ended up with a four. Um, all right, so uh, they walk their way across the river in the same path that both Anastas and Elena have gone through and join you all on the other side, like the bottom of the legs of their pants sticking to them. Um, one of them uh, um, the highly uh, the elephant pin looks very annoyed <laughs> as um, even though they're significantly taller than pretty much everyone except for duck, but they're starting they don't travel with shoes because of their large elephantine feet. So they're like like picking out uh, some stones and pebbles from in between their elephanty toes as uh, they begin to follow you all across the river. Or sorry, um, further downstream towards uh, towards the town. All right, so everybody's walking. Oh, I also retrieved my grappling hook in case it wasn't oh, clear. Good. We had not said that, so it was not <laughs> All right. Catch it back to my backpack with renewed, like, ah, this is a good thing. <laughs> As we're walking, um, for a moment, you notice uh, 
who has the highest perception? Hardy, you have the highest passive perception. You notice as Anastas, despite his their darker skin, um, and Elena begin to look a little uh, blanch a little bit. And then as you look to the left to check on um, to check on Hiley, the elephant can almost before you turn to look at them, you hear a large crash and they have fallen to the ground. Whoa, what's happening? Like run back there um, okay. and start, uh, yeah, just like, can I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, roll me a medicine, medicine check. check. Mm-hmm. It's a 17. Oh, they're dead. Uh, a problem, immediate problem. Uh, <laughs> starts kind of waving her arms. Um, and also, uh, is like indicates you said it was Anastas and who else, uh, was looking a bit Elena, uh, Anastas and Elena. And it's like, let's, okay, let's sit for a second. We need to stop. Um, what's going on? Uh, you you noticed as uh, Harley fell over oh, like trash. Let me, let me rephrase that. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> <laughs> a, a little more distressed, <laughs> maybe a little more urgency with that. Let's what's going on? <laughs> Good. <laughs> what is going on, Harley? What's going I, on? I mean, Harley, Harley's dead. What? <laughs> like a very gentle way to say this and you two you two aren't looking so hot like yeah they're um wait are you three the only three that really hit the water was there like anything that happened grown intelligence check with that first question Mm. Twelve. Well, they were indeed the only ones that hit the water. Um, I know that. Anasis goes to cast a healing spell on themselves and Elena, and you can see like a spark of magic gathering in their palms, but then it fizzles out. Um, it's just I forget. Have we had a night since? Um, uh, this this is the same day that um, Hardy had her dream, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that I woke up from. Okay. Um, uh, well, if it's poison, uh, well, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, if so it's a disease, uh, if, if it's a disease, this, if it's a disease, this could fix it. Uh, I'm going to try a luster restoration on Anastas. Okay. Um, you cast luster restoration on them. Mm-hmm. And you feel the magic go through you and into them. And sort of the blood comes back to their face. Mm-hmm. Um, perk up a bit, seem a little better. And then spell ends. They're still looking good. And a few minutes, a few seconds later, they start to pale again. Like it didn't quite hold. Or 
something's still going on, still under the control of something. Um, well, shit. Do you think it's a poison? I can I poison. Check them for wounds or something. What are you thinking about? Yeah, do you want to check Anastas and Elena, or do you want to check uh, for Hailey's body? <laughs> I'll start with the person who can't object to me looking at them. Okay, roll an investigation check. And then, Paul, what is the... Uh, uh, a two minus one. Oh, no. Nah, you're, you're just flummoxed. I mean, this is what looks like the body in a very able individual. And they just fell over dead and sickly. And it looks like in the moment, in like two minutes you're looking away from them, they just like fell into what looks like a really terrible, like, they, ha- they have a similar outcome to somebody who had been like fighting a disease for a year or two before they eventually succumbed. Huh. Did any of you guys notice this guy was kind of looked like an elephant? <laughs> yes. It's literally his race. <laughs> I don't understand how one could not get that impression from... A uh, half a second of time. Oh, that was your one investigation. Oh, sorry. That was my no, one I, investigation. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, Paul, what was your question about? Uh, what were you going to use to see about poison? Can I see if it's like a poison that may be affecting them? Is there a spell that allows you to do that, or what are you trying to do? What are you uh, using? Well, I was gonna. If I think it's poison, I like to cast protection from poison on them. Uh yeah, you can roll a medicine, another medicine check. Um, to see if you think it's poison or nature check. No, it was almost a 17. Uh, three plus four is seven. Oof. It could be a poison. It would be a really fast acting one. Um, those is kind of seemingly draining them of energy like a poison would do, but... You know what you think a poison would they'd suddenly all be poison. Are they still wet? They still wet? Oh yeah, it hasn't been that long. It's been like only like a matter of 18 seconds since you left the river before Hurley fell. Highly fell. 18 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like three guys, rounds. Can you guys do that cleanup spell I've seen? Magic yeah, I'm going to cast uh, Prestidigitation on Anastas and try to dry up the water off of them. Okay, uh, you dry the water off of them. Their clothes are dry, um, but their status doesn't seem to change. As a matter and, of fact, and then I'm going to cast less, worse. and then I'm going to cast Lesser Restoration again. All right, you cast Lesser Restoration. The same thing happens. They look like they've completely recovered. And then, you know, roughly six seconds later, uh, they look like they're feeling worse again. Not as bad as their worst, but like they're, the the healing or the- Their healing. that they're feeling, it's, it's whatever's affecting them still going on and it's not cured or it's not ended by the lesser restoration. We're just like resetting the flock. Get any out or injuries? Uh, I don't think so. No cuts in the water, nothing like that. Um, 
on that note. What were you saying? I I am also going to check over highly. Um, okay. I want to see if there's anything like <laughs> I, I want to see if there's anything like a leech or like I'm literally thinking of something that's like draining them. Uh-huh. There's any sort of like little critters or something on them. Throw me an investigation. Uh yeah, investigation. Go to tell Rasas just a strip. 23. You can, yeah, you can ask them to strip and roll a persuasion. Rasas, take off your clothes. Now. No. Roll a persuasion. <laughs> Nine, 23. I'm I'm 20. checking them all. Can Two, I assist 11. Paul or Deck by going? Yeah, Anastas, you got to make sure you're not gonna die. You don't want to be like this guy. Um, at this point, uh, <laughs> twenty-one. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> at this point, um, let me see. Oh no. Uh, at this point. Hardy, you're able to see by rolling up the bottom of um, Kylie's pants leg, you see four leeches about only about this big on his feet and his lower legs. Check, check for these, check for leeches. Um, Anastas wears skinny pants under their robes. We have to like kind of of course demurely. they would. They are totally <laughs> the a skinny jean. <laughs> They're not able yes. to roll up the bottoms, but um, up your converse. Who uh, <laughs> got my converse? Uh, yeah, I, I, I uh, tell Alina and uh, Anastas to strip down, and then we're going to search them for leeches. Yeah, you're able to find um, on Anastas. There are two. Um, on his lower, on their uh, lower right leg, mm-hmm. and on sort of like the heel of their left foot, of her left foot, Elena has a leech kind of um, um, sidled in next to the uh, the ankle bone. And after we remove it in there, after we remove the leeches, I'll do a, a lesser restoration on both of them. Um, okay. I'm going to sound like a real creep asking this. But <laughs> I have a little herbalism kit, uh-huh. and I imagine inside of it, I probably have some sort of like small vials. Can I put the leeches in it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sa- save these babies for later. Pull the ones off. Okay, of I, love the, I love the way your mind works. This is <laughs> a great idea. <laughs> you want all all? Uh, oh wait, actually, there were six leeches on highlight. You want all nine leeches or? I'll go with nine the, leeches. Like, well, I've got ten. Ten vials in my bag. If you want them, I can. I, I've got some little. Um, yeah, I, if you want to loan vial, I can bottle these these yeah. for later. Your herbalism kit. The vials have some stuff in them. Some of them are lower than you were thinking. You get rid of them, but that's not empty vials that he's on. Yeah, I'll give her the the ten empty vials that I have. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Leeches for later. Toss them all in one or. Uh, I mean, a little leaf in there and some water. Yeah, <laughs> you no, do? I make a I make a little habitat for them. 
I put in a twig and a leaf. <laughs> to recreate what they know. <laughs> Zeus is looking for fire. I have to do a Mitch Hedberg reference. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, do, do the lesser restoration stick this time? Yes, they do. Thank goodness. Um, and following that up, uh, just adding just to my inventory. A um, healing word on themselves and Elena, and they're able to um, improve a bit. They're, uh, Anastas is not up to full health because Anastas had more than Elena did. But um, I'll, I'll cast a, a cure wounds as well. Okay. Uh, they get back uh, seven points. Okay, I'd say that I would do it. I didn't exactly do all the math, but each of those was only one d four damage. So each round. Was oh. it doing was it doing exhaustion levels too? I'm curious how they died so quick. It um so a uh, highly is just a regular labor person. They have regular person stats and they had mm. six of them. Mm. And they kept rolling high. So the six times the three and times the four oh, knocked no. them out really fast. Um and does anyone want to identify have the ability to identify a creature or do a nature check. Actually, no, nature check would just tell you it was a leech. I don't think I need to do our particularly. Unless somebody can convince me that they have a background in entomology. I have a proficiency in survival. Would that help? Do you have proficiency in nature? Yeah. I'd say you can roll a survival if you want to. Um, you wouldn't just be looking at, at the creatures, though. You would be thinking about uh, sort of the effects that they were having as well. 30-20. Um, you remember that Anastas had tried to cast a spell and it had fizzled out while he was under, while he was being snapped on by the sleet. Snapped on. Uh, as you share this against uh, Don and you and your companions, that this might also be having some sort of effect on magic and magic users. That's a bummer. Well, definitely glad I took the rocks. Yeah, it's a shame no one offered you guys help to jump across the rocks and then maybe you weren't falling in the water and died. Yes, you did. <laughs> Well, it seemed easier than letting you. Also, also, let's be real for a second, Zook. Uh, d- died points at Hiley and points at Zook and points at Hiley and points at Zook. Loxodon Aracocra. Loxodon Aracocra. I don't know that you're, I don't, I know that you're very strong, but I don't know that you're that strong. You probably would not, and you would not have been able to lift at least Hiley over. Um, and you look they're pretty tall because uh Anastas is half elf, half drow specifically, and Elena's half lane. You might have been able to get them, but they're not really the type that well, want you to be flying them across anyway. I didn't say fly, I said help. 
Yeah. Very, well, I'm, I, can, I can jump like 180 feet, so I'm sure I could help you jump the four feet from rock to rock. Also, they saw these four or these three twenties in a row go over. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, we did make it look very. All yeah, us, they made us it look doing like acrobatic tricks easy. across. <laughs> and also, the DC was not that high. They just sucked. <laughs> cat butt, cat butt, cat butt. Look at the butt. Oh, are you dice now? No, he's not dice. He's just standing. Sometimes he likes to sit in the dice tray and be like, it's me, I'm Duncan. <laughs> All right, so are you going to settle here for the night or are you going to keep going? You have maybe That's... another two, three hour hike ahead of you. And it's late. It's getting late, right? Let's put um, together as much firewood as we can and then get... burn this body and go another hour. And then you're in the middle of a forest. Hopefully you can prevent forest. <laughs> um, I don't think it'd be that bad. It's a what? Isn't it a rainforest? It's pretty damp. Yeah. What are the uh, religious? Um, so as, I'm assuming since we're uh, in Ravone, uh, that this person is a Hyrium. The Hyrium. What do the Hyrium do with their dead? Um, usually either cremation or water burial. Um, Spoiled for choice, really. <laughs> well, I don't think you know, they want to feed the animals that roll kill a them. nature chat. I feel bad for these grad students starting to think sacrifice. Oh, these no, it's the laborers that are dying. Weirdly enough, um, the undergraduates are still healthy. The grad student uh, Elena didn't die. All the all the people that were wearing the red shirts last session. I want to look at the grad stu- the non grad students, and I want to say to them, "Hey, you uh, you guys should take off those red shirts. It's been pretty bad luck for everyone else." So are there any non grad students left here? I think the rest of them are ahead of us on the boat. Yeah, curiosity and Wolf are on the boat, and there's only two left. Um, Winifred, the half orc, uh, Zook looks at you and is like, "Maybe it's more of a burnt orange." And you can t- see, actually, yeah, it does. And it matches their uh, dyed hair almost exactly. Well, that's the next closest color. You never know. <laughs> Have you ever been uh, checked for partial color blindness? Or? Well, no, I'm just saying it's the next closest to those. Yeah, these, jokes, these, these jokes are hitting too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hardy's like... <laughs> <laughs> well, also, Chris, me, Chris, is colorblind, <laughs> severely colorblind, so... Also, it's really dark in here because of all the forest canopies. So, you know, it looks darker, so it could be red. Um, <laughs> hmm. uh, I was going to say... She's this, like, my my clothes are on the boat, so I don't have anything to change into. And I'm not, I'm not going to go... Why is everyone trying to get these grass students to take their clothes? Why is everyone trying to get people to take it? You can see, like... <laughs> Delamac and Elena are giving each other these looks like, why does this Aarakocra monk want everyone to be naked? I didn't say to be naked. I said no, but you were you were encouraged. You and Deck were encouraging Anastas and Elena to take off all their clothes. And did we not discover that we had to move (laughs) death leeches from them? Yes, you did. So maybe you might be you might be start. I'm just saying you're starting to earn a reputation. Well, if it saves the life, it saves the life. 
Is it, why is this bag of yours just filled with beads? Sorry <laughs> <laughs> about that. Um, uh, not ask questions. I was like, well, I think I, I think um, as far as highly, uh, you know, a water burial in the river that killed her seems a bit macabre. So maybe, maybe we could build a pyre. Um, the jungle's pretty wet, so hopefully it won't catch much of flame. When Hailey was alive, but different not were he him. Oh, sorry. Remember, because you killed all of the females. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. He, yeah, so he. Uh, okay, right. like, <laughs> when you were get... done, I had them roll um, to see the D sectors to see because there were six laborers. So which one ended up dead, and mm-hmm. they managed to roll all of the uh, female ones. As <laughs> the, the fates are misogynistic, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> Dice. Um, yeah, so you're able to gather firewood. Um, somebody wants to can roll me a survival check. If anyone wants to help them, they can have advantage. If you um, tell me how you're helping them, survival is my big check. thing, so I'm definitely going in. Seven. What? Um, plus seven survival. I'll, uh, oh, you don't need I advantage. also have a plus seven to survive. <laughs> you don't need advantage. <laughs> yeah, As no, an, I, I, you can both roll if you want. I got I, a 26. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was going to use my dark vision to, to help. Okay. Yeah, but you're, all of you working together, maybe with a little direction from Harding, some help from that, able to gather enough wood and bits of trees and stuff um, to start to set a funeral pyre for Hailey. Um, you can set up, set the wood of flame, it takes a couple of starts just because everything's a little damp here to get it going. Finally gets going. Um, it burns a little bit at a lower temperature than you really want it to. It's enough that it will probably end up eventually doing the job. Um, until then, it smells a lot of burning flesh and it is very smoky. Anybody else concerned how good this smells? <laughs> Maybe the most zoop thing that's happened all night. <laughs> uh, how loud did Zook ask that question? <laughs> um, probably like a... On, this, on an amp scale, probably like a two and a half. Okay. Everyone takes four seconds <laughs> at the thought that you are going to be asleep tonight and this person is going to be around the fire with you. Zuka's curious nature. <laughs> Just kidding. You know. All right. Um, through the night, Tyler burns and who's going to take first watch? Uh, Dial take the first watch. All right, roll perception. Perception. Five. Uh, five. Uh, well, everything looks good. The smoke kind of gets in your eyes, burns a little bit, um, but you don't see anything that bothers you. Don't see it, hear anything out of turn. Um, everything passes without incident. Amanda, don't feel looking at funeral pyres and then the darkness improve your vision. <laughs> oh, totally. Uh, 
who's waking up for the second watch? Um, so okay. I feel like Hardy has a sense of um, superstition now and is going to try and change up. She'll take a watch, but she doesn't want the same one she had. Okay, Deck had volunteered first, though. So, Paul, if you want to yeah. roll a perception check. Oh, my. What? Another one. Another one. Um, you hear some movement through the brush behind you. And you turn around and there is what stands probably about a 15 pound monkey. He kind of looks with his, he's mostly tan, but uh, with the way his fur grows, it kind of looks like he has a big bushy mustache and a small beard. My God, I love him. And he looks at you and goes, I cast Speak with Animals as a ritual. Hello. Hello. I, it's most like snacks. Do you have snacks? Uh, you don't want those snacks. Oh, but no. I, have some, <laughs> I have some nuts and berries. Would you like those? Are they good? Yes, they're very good. I would like them. I am so hungry. So I give them the rest of the nuts and berries I collected the other day. Uh, they eat up the nuts and berries. They look very happy. Are you still hungry? Um, only a little bit, but... Uh, I give them one of my rations. It eats everything you give it. Oh my, you were hungry. Uh, it's very hungry. It's very, very hungry. Well, I'm glad you, uh, could give you some food. And, and fix that problem. Uh, have you seen anything scary out there in the forest? No, nothing weird. Nothing weird? Oh, that's good. Nothing bigger than you? Oh, no, there's plenty bigger than me. Oh, but nothing dangerous? Not to me. Okay. Probably not to you. Okay, that's good to know. But, I mean, we never know. Ah. Well, since you just ate, you can stay here with us tonight if you want to relax and sleep. Oh, I should get back to my family. Oh. But thank you very much. Yeah, if they're hungry, here. I'll give them one more ration to take home with him. He uh, wraps his tail around it, kind of like an little package, and scrampers off into the darkness. And the rest of your watch uh, goes without any sort of issue. Nice. Who's going to be third watch? Like oh, I was going to say, either or. Soup. Soup well. always wakes up super early. So. Hey, sir, I uh, kind of shake soup away. Hey, buddy, it's your turn. Just like kipped up essentially and standing. All right, ready to go. All right, roll me a perception check. It is a 14. 14. Um, everything passes normally. You see as the light gets mildly and mildly and mildly brighter as you assume the sun is coming up somewhere high over the canopy. Um, and everybody wakes up in the morning. First uh, thing 
uh, Hardy does is check to see if she still can't see out of her left eye. Um, actually, yeah, you can see out of your left hey. eye, though it seems. And so you roll me a general intelligence check. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Um, you feel as, you know, everyone packs up and you're moving through, you know, this dimly like forest. You feel as if your eyesight in your left eye is a bit keener into the shadows in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And, um, at this point, Hardy... Wait one sec. At this point, Harvey, keep hitting the wrong thing. Damn your computers. Um, you mechanically um have instead of seeing in darkness and shades of gray up to sixty feet. With your left eye, you can see in darkness as you would normally in light up to 120 feet. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I would definitely, like, upon waking up, I think she would be very celebratory about the fact that her sight had returned. Um, but would kind of be testing out. I feel like she'd be doing, like, one of these, like, <laughs> comparing and contrasting. <laughs> As you're as, as you're doing that, Di kind of comes up uh, with with uh, their journal and and uh, chalk, and they say, uh, "Any dreams last night?" No dreams that I can remember. Oh, sorry, I got my brother. Mm, sorry. Did I totally forget to mute? Sorry. No, you yeah, muted. Um, <laughs> I'm over visiting my family right now. Um, so, uh, no, no dreams that I can remember from last night, but my eyesight's back and kind of seems better. That's excellent news. And ask this over here. So anything off, anything different? When I'm looking out into the distance, it's hard to tell, but it almost seems like I feel like I can see clearer into the darkness, the denseness of the forest than I could before out of my left eye. They are going to cast a spell on you and kind of as they get the results of it in the back of your mind you begin to realize something and you hear like a in like the very back corners of your mind a um, phrase and repeating it to yourself in your head you see that you are able to cast or be able to see into the ethereal plane with that eye um, right now for two minutes. But like, just like 
I'm just going to bore into the ethereal plane right now. Yeah, so you can see into the ethereal plane with your left eye for two minutes. Uh, zoom. <laughs> uh, uh, what do I see? <laughs> you see a lot of weird ass creatures in the ethereal I plane in this part bet. of the world. There are things, <laughs> there's a lot of tentacles. It's not the greatest. Um, <laughs> but also like a lot of what seems like shades and memories of things that you still want to be here. I feel like Hardy looks like she's on bath salts right now. <laughs> Hardy eats a face. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah>. undergraduates. <laughs> um, I want them to change the shirt. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she's just like, ah! like um, having this like mind blown moment. Uh, but consciously, because I remember one of the tail ends of the conversations we had about the frog hemoth was it wasn't here before it shouldn't have been here why was it here and so there's this conscious pull that hardy is trying to make to see is there something about this space about the ethereal plane that's leaking is there a way that things from the ethereal plane are passing over um Roll me a general intelligence check. Um, not my best. Eleven. Eleven. Um, you're not sure. It could be a connection. Um, but you also know like there are tons of planes out there, so something that didn't belong here could belong to any sort of multitude of planes. And you don't know enough about the ethereal plane at this point. Um, it's not something you really have read up on to tell like, what sort of thing should be on there and what shouldn't. Is it almost like she's having like double vision, like the right eye? Yeah, it's, it's a little and... concerning. Yeah, take to yourself um, and get used to it. Um, for a moment, you feel almost as nauseated as you do on a boat. <laughs> Uh, that's fair but you know it's a trait that's made to adapt to you so you adapt to it pretty well um then the second question i would have is that she looks up skyward uh to see if there's anything going on in the sky in the ethereal plane like anything like your dreams or anything in general yeah Specifically, like, looking to see if those patterns she's seen before are happening in here. Well, yeah, you don't see anything like that up in the sky at this moment. Um, I would say at this point, she just almost, like, stream of conscious style starts describing what she's seeing uh, to whoever is around. Uh, Di actually with, already has the notebook out and starts writing down. <laughs> Did you eat some of the frog he missed? <laughs> I thought we were out of that. <laughs> um, she's just like, oh, over here's a big tentacle. And <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just kind of whatever, whatever she's seeing, she's trying to describe. Zooks is trying to touch everywhere she's talking about being able to see things. <laughs> you see far in the distance, but too far for anyone to move towards. What kind of looks like a 
shimmering, um, sort of like a dome. Deep, deep into the jungle rises, even above what you think the canopy, well, you can kind of see the outlines of the material planes where the canopy is um, high into the sky. There's a beautiful dome. <laughs> uh, gestures. Towards Y'all don't see nothing. I dutifully transcribe everything Hardy is saying. Y'all see leaves and <laughs> bits of tree. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else you want to do with your newfound abilities, Harvey? Or you is this a heading to is the is this ethereal plane vision like an actual spell, or is um, it something that's going to happen? Is it something more that happens like at random? It's a feat I am adding to you at this moment. Cool. All righty. Yeah, it is added to your character sheet under Gatekeeper's Eye under your feet. Exciting. All right. Do y'all head out for the day? Yeah, let's let's get a, let's let's beat feet, get to that camp. All right. So you travel. What? Okay. You all travel uh, yeah, upriver. Uh, south. <laughs> throwing me off in my head. Um, for another t- about two and a half hours until you reach um, what looks like a docking area. Stones, the boat is pulled in to a sort of like alcove line of stones um, and a bunch of people, including uh, the laborers that worked for the university are unloading um, all the different types of uh, packages and crates that you had, you all had on the boats that you all traveled with. And Nasus kind of brings a visual sigh of relief. It's like, Oh, good. Finally, we're here. And where exactly is here? Um, this is It's It's easier to see than to explain. Mm-hmm. And if anyone wants to grab any of the supplies and start following this line mm-hmm. of people into the into the forest. Um, Can I uh, do that? Retroactively ask a question that Hardy made a mental note of what direction that dome was in. Uh, yeah, it is to where is my map? Um, here, let me move you guys. Go to here. So y'all are 
here. Do you guys see? Mm -hmm. yeah. And it was about over here. Okay, cool. So Southwest. Gotcha. Cool. Kind of right. near where we're headed. Yeah, kind of near where, where you're headed. You would Cutting. know that from having looked at the map suit. And I just everyone got to look at the map at least once while we were uh, at the university. All right. So it's hardy grabs a box. Yeah. You, whoever is inclined to grabs a box. And um, um, you're following people, uh, a lot more people than there have been at first. They're all in um, decent like a good quality, but very natural, naturally made, natural looking clothing. Um, we see people of a bunch of different races, but it seems like the small majority of them um, have sort of reptilian features. Some of them have snake hoods. Um, some of them are scaled like a python or um, cobra. Some of them have slitted eyes. Uh, even a few of them have full-on snake tails as they go through. Does uh, it look like a progression thing or like a... Uh, roll me an intelligence check. Oh, I don't know if this is something Zook might have picked up on. <laughs> uh, three minus one is two. Oh no, that's so low. You had to get five. You're no. really confused. Yeah. Um, but the rest of you know, uh, just from like being around in the world, <laughs> uh, that these people are probably auntie. Just different, um, different pure-blooded, full-bloodedness of her and not. Um, and you know that, you know, the entire world basically races, except for maybe Kmar, the Elven Kingdom, are pretty well distributed, though uh, a bunch of Yonti used to live in the country, or Yonti have been displaced from the country of Talrash, which is one of the major warring states uh, to the east. And um, they've settled in different places, and this is mainly where some of them have settled, and apparently other people have come to join them. Um, but yeah, as you go through, instead of cutting through the rainforest, um, the trail you're following is actually within a tunnel that's made of thick vines, and they sort of gradually and gently push away limbs of other, other trees, weave around some larger trees, uh, between smaller ones, all that sort of way. And so finally it spills you out into what initially just seems like another grove of trees and it was basically a giant grove of trees forest. Um, but as you look up, you see built among the uh, boughs and branches of these trees and strapped in with what looks like living vines, almost as if somebody made the vines grow around, you know, pieces of wood, pieces of um, hands, uh, hammered metals, um, what are 
sort of tree houses and um, walkways that definitely put uh, Arek way back up at the, uh, at the uh, ocean front to shame. Mm-hmm. And then hanging from some trees are uh, different beds of uh, different beds of different types of plants. It's like there's distinct gardens that can be raised and lowered into the canopy for lights. Um, you see a druid, what you assume is a druid quickly cast a spell on essentially just water using uh, control weather, a group of these beds that are hanging near each other, and then another spell in these, uh, these vines trying to pull it back up and it disappears, making its way uh, through some of the looser tree branches into above the lower canopy. And it seems like it's all, it's a smallish, just definitely not more than maybe like 150 people, but small village. And it looks like you would think it's pretty highly sustainable. It doesn't seem like they built anything into the actual ground or the actual trees. Everything seems to be pretty harmonious with nature itself. Um, you guys walk following Anastas into the middle of the village where two individuals uh, are seemingly waiting for you. Um, one is a male Yanti. He has deep brown skin, looks to be in his early 40s, late 30s. Um, a bald head and then a cobra's hood where the inside of it is a sort of vivid yellow. Um, and then the person next to them looks, uh, in this light, looks completely human. In this? Uh, <laughs> yes, that's what I said. <laughs> but yes. Um, and the one with the cobra's hood nods to you as you come up. He goes, uh, welcome to Shakarase. Uh, thank you, Professor Anastas for bringing all of these goods with you um, for our people to deal with. Uh, This evening, we invite you to join us at dinner. Um, I um, am Dasra. This is, uh, I am the mayor of this village and this is Istra. Uh, She is just into the um, person standing next to him. Uh, she is the, my second in the village and our chief ranger. How do you spell their name? Istra, I-S-H-T-R-A. And the um, first one was Andraska? Andrasra. Stra? Stra, S-R-A. Heard he uh, eyes the other ranger up and down a little. <laughs> You're not sure if it is ranger, capital R ranger, or lower R ranger. <laughs> they look maybe a little more martial than you typically are when you go out. Or she looks. Um, the mayor goes on. Like, uh, at sundown, um, I ask that you join us 
in my home for dinner. Until then, uh, some of our people will take your things to where you will stay for the nights and you can have sort of range of the village before you go, before you leave tomorrow with Istra. Where are we going tomorrow? To the temple. Okay, doggy. No little surprise that he was like, all right, cool. <laughs> uh, there's no follow-up questions or anything. Uh, they seem to wait for a second. You'll have to then, forgive so. me because it's been, you know, eight months since we got the mission. Did we know about the temple going in? Yeah, so that is where all of those runes are that okay. they had seen before that we were going to, to investigate. Okay. <laughs> there's no, like, scary monsters around or anything, right? I think this jungle depends how easily scared you are. Not very, but, like, eating people level. What oh yeah, there are some of those. We we encountered a creature recalling a high drama on the way uh, here. It had many heads and caused a high amount of drama. Oh yeah, we've seen those before. Um, high drama though that that is catchy. Yes, dead. <laughs> they tend to end up dead after a while too. They uh, get in the way of, or they tend to interject themselves into situations where it's really just best to get rid of them. So dramatic. Uh, very, very over dramatic, very needy. Um, so I will see you all in a few hours. Uh, take, go ahead, take some time to rest up, bathe, clean yourselves, anything of the sort. And uh, Andrasa, Indrasra and Ishta, ah, Istra leave. Uh, Anastas goes with them. Um, they talk as they depart. Um, what do you guys want to do? As they're walking away, I just sort of try to surreptitiously just sort of smell myself. <laughs> you smell like you think you would. Oh, yeah. I say um, bathhouse. <laughs> I'm down. Definitely. Ooh, um, I'd say at this point, Deck and Hardy, you both notice sort of off to the side, there is a youth, maybe around 12, 13 years old, um, watching you in a way that makes you think that they might have something to say to you, but they haven't quite worked up the nerve to yet. It's best not to interact with teenagers. <laughs> Hello, fellow <laughs> youth. Um, yeah. I, I would kind of maybe surreptitiously sidle up alongside the youth. Um, hi, good morning. Um, Ida sent me. Ida? Yes, uh, she lives here in the village, um, she would like you to visit her house before you do anything. Where, where can I find her house? Uh, I'm gonna, br I'll bring you there if you want to follow me, but I can give you directions, but I should, uh, you said she'd give me a flower for my should, collection. Uh, if I go should my this. friends come too? Yeah, all of you, all of you. She wants to meet all of you. Oh, okay. So I, I kind of, uh, gesture 
towards the other three and I'm like, Some, somebody named Ida wants to, uh, to meet with us, was I guess expecting us to arrive here. Did you ask who they were? Didn't get to that part yet. I'm just impressed someone was expecting us. I mean, why us? But I mean, who are we? We're nobodies. Well, she's got magical eye dreams, so she's probably somebody. <laughs> well, I, I didn't mean that we're nobodies, but th- that we're not famous. No one, no one knows who we are. Well, all the stories have people who have weird things like that. Uh, not I'm, that it's weird, Hardy. No offense. I'm curious. Uh, oh, we should definitely go see this person for sure. <laughs> I'm always up uh, for an adventure. Yeah, uh, lead on, youth. Youth goes ahead and leads you. What is your name? Um, <laughs> Kevin. I didn't think of a name. I just made him up. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin the Kevin. Youth. <laughs> Kevin, that sounds like a made-up name. You keep your secrets, Kevin. that Kevin. name is ridiculous. <laughs> my, my, my parents are a little, you know, free-spirited. <laughs> your dad's name Keith? No. His name's Brenda. Oh, that's actually a really good name. I, you think so too? All right. Um, My mom. Yeah, follow name. me. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. It's my mom's name. All right. Um, Kevin's actually our cousin's name. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first thing that popped in my head. Uh, I. <laughs> so the uh, Kevin, the youth. <laughs> kind of doesn't scamper off fast but like purposefully leads you deeper into this village um you go up this set of stairs that lead to uh well not a stairway it's kind of a walkway that leads up made of what looks like a bunch of vines knitted together into just a gradual decline or gradual incline as it wraps its way around the tree not like digging into the tree anywhere, but freestanding. Um, and you all go up and then across a few of the bridges between these areas. And then sort of within, I said tree houses was more like tree stands with a few different homes in it. Um, especially the ones with just, you know, the typical villager in them. There's somewhere you can tell that there's a meeting house or something like that a school and it takes up more room uh, most of the area but when it's residential um, there are five to six of them per tree um, and knocks on the door and says Ida you prom- I brought them you promised me some flowers I brought the guests and the door creaks open give Kevin his flowers I'm gonna uh, hand the kid a copper piece Oh, uh, thank you. We actually, um, we have a barter system here. Um, but oh. I like oh. it. It's shiny. Uh, you didn't have a slingshot. Oh, cool. And he grabs it and runs off. Saved myself a copper piece, I guess. <laughs> um, and in the doorway, holding the door open, is a individual humanoid. Um, maybe human, maybe elven, maybe half elven, but old, 
maybe even like half orc, anything really that's a medium sized creature, um, but old and withered. Um, if you didn't know their name was Ida, you wouldn't be able to tell anything gender wise and, of course, or biological sex wise. But of course, uh, um, you're given a name, and I believe they gave pronouns that she wanted to meet you. Uh, so uh, you know that, but they are sort of like Sharpay esque wrinkles on their face, hair is gray and white streaked, pulled back, and they kind of have a hunch to their shoulders and their upper back. Um, that any of you with, you know, any proficiency in nature or uh, medicine would be able to tell that they were probably at, as a, in their younger years, a good five or six inches taller than they are right now. Goes, ah, welcome, welcome all of you. Thank you for coming. I know it's very weird to be summoned somewhere by someone who doesn't know you, but I felt it was important. So I had seen you. Well, I hadn't seen you. I was told of you. And I knew that I could be able to help you. Well, help is always appreciated. Come in, come in. And they gesture and pull the door all the way open. And as you walk in, you can see that at least this room of the home um, is entirely filled with small boxes. What's um, in the box? Like all sort of very, all very, all various sizes of small. So made of different materials. Uh, they have different closing mechanisms. Some are taller than they are wide. Some are completely cubed. Some are really flat, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It looks like no two boxes are the same. Trills. People come to me and I give them, well, the boxes give them exactly what they need. Each of you, I want you to choose the box that speaks to you and it will give you what it is that you need on your journeys, wherever you are going. One of us has to say it. What's in the box? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it depends on, um, what do you need? It's, it'll tell you, it'll call you. And what you find may, in fact, one day save your life or change it entirely. I put some nuts in the box. All the boxes are closed. Well, um, one last question. Uh, how did you know we were coming? Uh, we got the itinerary from uh, Professor Anastas before he got there, and it had a list of names on the roster. And yours spoke to me. Oh, you give a... everyone presents? No, only those who deserve them and need them. Oh, good enough for me. Uh, <laughs> I'll just uh, I'll just kind of look for a box that seems to be calling my name. Yeah, um, tell me. Describe. However you guys want, what sort of box would intrigue you the most? Hmm. Um, uh, Kate, do you want to start? Sure. I think after sort of perusing around the room, Hardy sees a very small box, maybe like 
the size of like a ring box. Um, and it's this deep, like dark wood that has little carvings of acorns along it. Um, and that's the box she picks up. All right, so you pick up the box and open it. And it seems at first like it's empty, but as you reach to try to see if there's anything in there, your hand, your fingers go further in. And it seems like there's a small pocket dimension within. You're mm -hmm. able to get a hold of something and you pull it out and it's a small flower print drawstring bag. Ooh. And there's something inside of it. Uh, uh, there's things inside of it. It's yeah, I, I, I want to look inside my goodie bag. Um, you open it, kind of spill it out into your hands. And what it is, is a bunch of bones, maybe three to four centimeters long, varying each one. Um, roll me a medicine check. Uh, 21. Uh, these are obviously humanoid finger bones. And Ida cats. She goes, oh, yes, yes, yes. Very good, very good. And she turns <laughs> to Zook and she goes, you, you young man, you next. Hardy's just holding finger bones. We'll give. <laughs> so Zook starts walking through. Um, so he's going down like one row of the boxes and then he sees something kind of like catch out. It kind of looks like movement. Mm -hmm. um, he, he turns and he finds a box that is all varying sorts of colors. But if you move kind of around it, you see like different shades of the colors. Okay. It doesn't like full So it's like change. almost pearlescent. Yeah. Or, yeah. Cool. But it's just like kind of like with like a paint that is semi-reflective in how you look at it. And so he goes, ooh, lots of shiny colors. And he goes and he opens that box. All right. So you open that box and within it is a sort of bed of uh, midnight blue velvet. And laying on that bed of velvet is a small iron key with no discernible markings. Besides, obviously, what makes it a key. <laughs> and she claps her hands and goes, very good, very good. Um, you, you young one, she points at you die. Um, you choose next, my dear. Um, Dai uh, is just kind of looking around um, and then sees this, uh, just this kind of a thin, longer box, uh, you know, about yay big, um, kind of pale colored wood uh, with a lacquer. And lacquered to the wood are actually little um, sprigs of wheat. Um, and uh, uh, they kind of just reach over and pick it up and cautiously open it. All right, lying in the box is a small doll. Um, it doesn't, it has arms, but kind of a sort of gauzy pink dress comes down and it doesn't seem like it has, it doesn't have feet. It's kind of like one of those ones where it comes together and sort of made to look kind of like a baby mm -hmm. wrapped in swaddling. Um, and what really strikes you about it is that 
Alon has a sort of made of China face. Mm-hmm. Um, the face is unpainted. Hmm. So it's just a stark white but no discernible features on it. And she goes, ooh, this is curious and curious, Sarah. I love this. <laughs> I feel like Hardy sees what dies just opened and is like, this is extremely haunted. Oh yes, this doll, this doll is cursed. I know it in my soul. And then she goes over to you, Deck. He's like, pick what box speaks to you. Deck. I think Deck looks for the biggest box. <laughs> All right. He thinks bigger than. All right, Deck. You grab this box and pull it over. None of them are like exceptionally super large boxes, but this one is definitely the largest of the ones in the room. And you flip it open. Um, There lying at the bottom of it is a wide brimmed hat. What? A wide brimmed hat. Wide brimmed hat. I put it on. All right. Um, You look dapper. Nice. Good deck. She goes, oh, fantastic, fantastic. You can keep the boxes. And she goes back to the door and pulls it open. Go ahead, go ahead. Enjoy the rest of your day. And don't remember. Always remember, actually. Though I don't know why I said don't remember, but always remember <laughs> what you found here at do, your friend Ida's house. Ida, do these have, like, instruction manuals? Oh, um, no. You'll know when the time comes. It'll be obvious what you must do with them. Yeah, all right. <laughs> good night, good night. I will see you before we go. I don't know why I got wrong again. Bye bye. Um, as you as as they've been escorted outside, I uh, kind of opens their backpack and uh, um, pulls out like a uh, a small lump that has been swaddled in fabric and kind of unwraps it. Uh, and takes the porcelain doll and kind of sets it in there. Uh, if you if you if you happen to take a look, you see a little kind of goblin-shaped rag doll uh, that Aww. she then hides back up, uh, wraps back up, and puts back in her backpack or their backpack. All right. Anyone have anything to say? So, bath. <laughs> yeah, bath. So. A bit confused, but generally non-plus. Like, it's not the weirdest thing you've seen in the last couple of days. Um, you all head to the bathhouse to rest and relax before meeting with the mayor and the, uh, his assistant's last seconds in command of the town. And that's where we will wrap it up for the evening. I don't take my head off in the bath. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't, when we actually shit. get into the hot water, uh, dies, of course, just like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I got, I got like bones. How is a porcelain dog going to change my life? Well, well I mean, you out. got a little, you, you do have a thing with little kid spirits, and I'd bet a gold coin that there's probably a ghost of a little kid in your porcelain doll. 
Dream. The Collector of Children. That doesn't sound right. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I immediately regret that. Does it have an orphanage full of ghosts? What do you call it? That's... No, that's, know, a, a joke. that's a niche business. Besides a really bad time, of course. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was like a going to no. be a pun or like where you were going with that. <laughs> the device is powered by the heart of an orphan. Orphans. Uh. <laughs> Orphans. So what? <laughs> well, they are less important kids in our 